Supercross playing on the VCR. And now, introducing your hosts, Steve Mathis and the OGK dub, Kenny Watson. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, welcome with that intro. Yes, I love you too, Hanny. This is the Pulp MX Show coming to you live from the Strip in Las Vegas or slightly off of it. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, I'm your host, Steve Mathis. With me, as usual, is my buddy, Kenny Watson. K-Dub, what's up? Uh, let's get something straight. Not your buddy, your co-host. Fantastic. Co-host. And uh, with me, as usual, uh, and also joining us, is my buddy, JR. JR, what's going on? Same old thing. You? Long time no see? Yeah, my invitation never showed up the last couple of weeks. How come? I don't know, some Villapoto dude. Oh, yeah. We, I think. Yeah. I Never heard of him. Yeah, we had Villapoto on. That's right. Oh, and he so he was sitting in that chair. Oh, was he cool or something? Or I don't, I don't yeah, know. he's a motorcycle racer. Oh, okay. Hey, thanks everybody for listening. We're back after one week off. Uh, Kenny, did you miss the miss not doing a show last week? No, I didn't. All right, fantastic. Kenny's in an awesome mood. I can tell already, everybody. This is going to yeah. be an epic show. Kenny's either going to be really quiet the whole time, or he's going to be really mad and talk a lot. One of the two. I don't think there's going to be any in between. Kenny, are you upset tonight? It's been a uh, really frustrating day. So, yeah, I'm very pissed off. Okay, Kenny's going to be mad pretty much the whole show. Sweet. <laughs> Sweet. Maybe that's why I called you and JR. I sensed yeah. it. Um, hey, thanks for listening again, and thanks to our sponsors, JGRMX.com. Check them out on the web. Same modifications as Justin Brayton, Josh Grant. Now, Davey Millsap has. Uh, Cooper Webb, also a leading amateur rider, uh, leading industry people. Uh, they're doing everything cutting edge, just like the big shops in SoCal. Check them out in NC. Uh, X-Brand Goggles, thexbrand.com, 40% discount for this week. Type in Xcode 2010, and uh, thanks to X-Brand for coming on board. The Goggle of Choice of Michael Essie, and perhaps another big name. We're negotiating. Oh, really? Metcalf, huh? I'm not saying. You're not. I'm not saying. Yeah, Meddy. What a tease. I'm calling Meddy. Well, you'll see. Yeah. You'll, oh, okay. you'll see. Okay, sure. So you're going to do it like that? You're going to be like, I well, know something, but I can't tell you? No, because uh, well, there's two guys. There's two guys. Okay. Two guys that we're going for. And Aimed. if they both accept, we might have a problem. Well, I know that uh, there's some dudes in the goggle business that have some money because I heard I know. that there was a company out there that was offering one guy like 30 grand. Yeah, we're out if it's 30. Yeah. yeah we're out. Yeah, yeah well, I know. How here, it here's the door closing. Right yeah, there. That was it. Door closing on us. Um, TREMX, Kenny, these are your buddies on the show. Jason at TREMX. Uh, couldn't do it without him. Um, one of the good guys in Moto and one of the sponsors of our show. And they've done a lot for us. Uh, if, you t- if you go to TREMX.com, free shipping, anything over $100. Type in the Pulp MX Show, all caps, and you save, you save yourself some money. The one-stop shopping for all things Moto. Kenny, these guys have helped out. Everyone. Like everyone. Every, hey, I don't know if you guys get a chance, but look on uh, the other website. It's the uh, Racer. <clears throat> but uh, X, 
Racer website. Racer X. No, we're, we're... Are you guys cool? Yeah, we're all cool. We had Davey Coombs on here, remember? You were on... Oh, that's right. I forgot it. Yeah, yeah, Davey Coombs. But you check out the, the website on the Racer X and look at the ride day for Timmy Wiegand and uh, Derek... Or Derek Costello. Kurt Caselli um, for their ride day for the ISDA... Um, which Timmy Wiegand was on our show promoting last time he was last time. Check it out. Uh, Racer's Edge, what I'm trying to get at, was uh, they put that whole thing on for those guys, and they raised some money for them, and they're going racing. This is something that TREMX does to give back to the to the sport and to the riders. Um, they didn't have to do that, but they did put a ride day yeah. together to help these guys get to represent America. And I didn't see any other shops stepping up to do that. So I'll tell you, they're proud to be Americans. And you're, and you're really talking to the mic tonight. I'm actually turning your volume down. Hey, and can't believe it. Justin. They know about 9/11. They do know about 9/11. Patriotic. <laughs> TRE is. I'm going to tell you uh, when 9/11 hit. Jason Eck from TRE yeah. and myself went to the. You guys. We, we went, went to church that you guys night. Ammoed up. We did. We went to church that night and prayed for those towel heads over there. And you know what? what? They're building a mosque at the bottom of that place. Mm -hmm. And me and Jason are talking about it. We're thinking about going there and blowing it up. Okay. I, I got an email from somebody. I think I read it on the last, last week's show. There was already a mosque in the World Trade Center, according to this guy. There already was one. <laughs> yeah, there might have been. But you know what? It sure is funny how none of them were in it when it blew up. Okay. The World Trade Center, because maybe they already got down and yeah, got their, pulled their rugs out of their trunk of their car and bowed to the sun, because that's what they do. Okay. First, okay. Hey, the first time I ever seen those dudes do that, I was on the Warp tour, and do what? Um, when they unroll that carpet oh, yeah, and they yeah. get down and they bow. Yeah. I was on a bus and I woke up and I look out and this, this band called J Five, Jurassic Five. Um, they're all really cool dudes, and these dudes came out and there was like four of these guys and they rolled out these carpets and they were like, I'm like, whoa, what are these guys doing? Like I never seen anyone do that. Right. And these dudes are like, oh, they're they're Muslims. They're like, you know, and I'm like, Pray. so. I go, I didn't get it, but, uh, yeah. Daily ritual. It was. It was a, a morning ritual. Mm -hmm. So I had to really convince my guys. They knew what was going on every morning. That was like the second day of tour. Like Morrison and Evans, they had big plans for these guys, and I really had to convince them not to do it. But yeah. now I wish they would have because, you know well, what? I'm not sure if you can, you know, totally write off um, a, a religion cause because of 19 guys, you know, that did something. When there's 19 did. You think there's only 19 guys? Well, the guys that were involved in the in the nine, we're getting really off topic. Yeah. Dude, let's we're over it because you know what? You don't want to debate me on this, bro. You don't want to debate me. Kenny watched ten minutes of CNN, <laughs> so now he's all updated. <laughs> no, saw I'm, some Larry I'm King up on this, and you know what? No disrespect to Muslim people. What about the guy? Hey, what about the guy who blew up the Oklahoma City building? He was a white, normal-looking dude. He killed. He heard he. I wow. think he's Canadian. No, I don't know. He killed three hundred something people, and yeah. I don't know what religion he was, but he's a kook. He was pissed. <laughs> he had a bad day. He was pissed. Um, anyways, uh, thanks to our sponsors, and we'll get back yeah. into the moto. Hey, our guests tonight are Greg Albertine, former world champion, as well as national title. And we were supposed to have Ivan Tedesco on the show. Ivan was going to come on to announce his ride for next year, uh, whether it was the same place or a new place, I don't really know. Uh, but he had some stuff go sideways, and he bowed out only to say he's coming on next week. Right, Kenny? Or the next time we have a show. I, I don't know what he's doing. Yeah, he, he, that's what he told me. Anyways, he, You talked to him, I didn't. He's so, your best friend. He is my best friend, but so he, I, I tried to talk to him a couple of days ago, and he told me he's going through some personal issues in his life, and he'll call me later. Uh, All right. Later, that's, bud. That's like saying you're going to invite him back next week. What if you don't invite yeah, him? Yeah, we'll have him on. Ivan's a good dude. It's too bad he's not on, but uh, we're going to have Greg Alberton on. We're going to have Scott Sheik on. 
uh, in place. Hi, Steve. Hi, Scotty. How are you? Oh, doing good. Just riding my bike. How's the comeback coming? Oh, it's okay. How's the clutch? Yeah, how's the clutch on your on your bike? Metal to metal. <laughs> uh, we're going to have Scott Sheikon to update us on his racing comeback slash motocross school with Donnie Wannett. And uh, so instead of Ivan Tedesco, we got Scott Sheik. So, uh, you know, uh, not a bad trade-off there, I'd say. So we'll look for, uh, look for IT9 probably on the next show that we do. Um, we took two weeks off. We're going to probably do it every other two weeks. Uh, but in the meantime, if you were looking for the show, you can go to the archives on pulpomex.com. You can check out stitcher.com if you have a smartphone. You can listen to it that way, Justin. Or, of course, iTunes. There's, there's shows on iTunes as well. I think I have a smartphone, but you have to be smart as well to use yeah, it. So. Yeah. No, Stitcher.com is pretty good. It gets us a lot of hits. Uh, Kenny, we've had two weeks off. Uh, we got some reader email here. I, w- I would like to read them to you. Dude, Dude he's are, in a bad mood already, bro. People are pissed at me in the chat room already to okay. call him saying about Muslims. I, I, I don't have nothing against Muslims. I'm just talking out of my butt. I have nothing against anybody's religion. Burn the you email. do what you got to do, but I'm just bummed that they, those people got killed at the World Trade Center. Right. And I'm just, and As I'm, we all and are. I'm very patriotic, and I'm proud to be an American. I'm holding my heart, okay. my hand over my heart, and I want to say God bless he, America real quick. Go, go ahead. Go for it. <laughs> uh, here's an email. Um, when a guy called in asking if RV watched old Supercross tapes to study, he was shut down based on the evolution of bikes and styles. I think that showed a huge amount of ignorance on Kenny's part, saying it was retarded, quote-unquote, to even bring that up. A block pass is a block pass, whether or not you can scrub or blitz whoops, and if you can't look back at a particular race whether it was from 86, 96, or whatever, to gain some ideas for racing, then that is indeed, quote-unquote, retarded. Wake up, Ken, or have you never learned from the past mistakes you and others have made? Suck it. Wow. I- I'm, still, I'm still saying, I'm still on the fence that you can't learn. Dude, what are you going to learn about Roger DeCosta passing Galen Mosier in 1973? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't see how RV can. <laughs> he knows how to block pass the yeah. dude. The uh, bikes and the tracks have changed so much. Dude, you know what? This is this this is like everyone has an opinion. Right. It's your opinion. It's his yeah. opinion. Let him have it. Whatever. He said, "Suck it, Kenny." At, yeah, at, that's okay. At the same time, oh, that's I'll okay. He it. says, "I'll suck it." Jimmy Johnson's not learning much from watching Kale Yarbrough go around. Yeah, no, I, I think it's the same thing. That was years ago. Hey, when was the last time you seen a NASCAR go around a, a dirt bike track? No, no, no never. No. So you can't even compare the two. I was backing you up, dude. Thanks. You got All my right. I take it back. Damn. Dude, Yarbrough would be hot over the triples. Oh, God. Here we go. Mathis and Watson, please don't cut your show down every two weeks. I thought I heard Watson say you guys need to do the show every two weeks. This is the off season. We need you guys now more than ever. Shorty on a KTM, Reedy while wherever he is. Dude, would Rick, would Rick Mellon take two weeks off to defeat bad Billy Robinson? Uh, would Lyle Swam, Time Rider, take two weeks off fighting gunfighters? Or would Tim Ferry take two laps off in Summer Cross 99? Steve, we need you in Watson. This is the off-season, in all caps. Don't I mean, please, for reals, don't go to two weeks off. Mathis, I bought a T-shirt. I'm a valued Bonafide fan. Thank you for that. Don't cheat me on my Papa Mex every Monday. I have documentation. If you don't pay my bills, fuck you. For reals, Mathis and Watson, you guys absolutely keep it remote and real. Like Huffman said, Sherman through Georgia. Forever a fan of both you guys and the bastards. Keep it real, Mathis and Watson. Scott Sheik fan. Whole shot, Ponca City 94125 B-Class modified. Then smack the trailer after the start. Yeah, that's my Anyways, kind of rider. This, this guy, wow, <laughs> this guy, is, that was intense. He's passionate about us not uh, not taking two weeks off. But Kenny, we're gonna stick to the schedule, right? Dude, I'm well, pissed. Wait, some guy in the chat room says I look fifty. Turn the chat room off for Kenny. Dude. Yeah, Come fa- on. yeah, no, exactly. I love it. I, exactly. I, I, dude, hey, tell you the truth, dude. Kenny, are we gonna go? Uh, November. I'm gonna be fifty-four. Does that make you feel better? Are we uh, still boning twenty-three-year-olds? 
Uh, you stay classy, Watson. Uh, I don't care. Uh, Two we what do you have to do? it. I got documentation. You stay classy, San Diego. Uh, are we going to go to every two weeks? We're sticking with every two weeks despite this email. Yeah, yeah I mean, what are we going to talk about? We, we ain't got nothing. People are just going to start bashing me in the chat room. Well, generally, when you when 30 seconds in the show, when you go off on a rant about how every Muslim you wish would die, that's usually going to happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Justin says, yeah. yep. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, uh, a lot has happened Point since Steve. we last. What has happened? Andrew Short signed with KTM. He's out? What did you think of that, Kenny? He signed with KTM? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know that. Come on. What's your take on that? I thought he was riding for L&M. No. He came really close to it, though. Um, Is that a good hire? I think so. Yeah? I think so. I think uh, Andrew will have a good fit over there. I really do. I think Roger, um, they have a lot of work to do for sure. Right. I, I think the bike needs to come a little bit, and but I think they, they'll be okay. I just hope they give him a, a real shot at, uh, at either uh, the 450 or the 350. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I wish they would they really give him that shot. So Why wouldn't they? I don't know. They say they are. I don't think they give Mike that shot. Michael, he could pick either or. That's apparently what he says. And they, do they both have links? They both have links now, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. 450's carbureted, though. Oh, really? Yeah. Car carburetion and supercross. That's not a good... A 450 carbureted motorcycle is, yeah. means one thing. Blah, blah. <laughs> uh, what about Josh Grant the Honda? That one came out of nowhere, right? Yeah, crazy. Like you, you were telling us uh, three weeks ago that you saw him all rock start out, and he had mentioned that it looked like that was what he was going to do. Yeah, he told me straight out that uh, he's he's in rock star for life. Right. So, what do you think happened there? I think Honda came in with an offer, a, a low offer, but he took it. Or what? What's your take on that, Kenny? Uh, I really don't know, um, but uh, I'm sure that. Uh, it had to be a little bit better program than maybe that he thought was going on over there at the other team. Uh huh. Uh, you know, I th I think those guys do a good job over there. So at uh, Valley Yamaha or at yeah, Honda? Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, I, I, I but this is this is a step up from Valley. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I right. I just think that you know, the dudes at Valley work hard and they have a pretty good program over there, and I think that that they would they were probably, if that was me, and um, obviously his contract wasn't signed, so. Um, I don't think that anything should have been released or saying that they had him or maybe they made they it. They were telling people in the industry they had him. Well, maybe they should have uh, had him signed to something like, right. you know, before they did that. And maybe it's maybe he gave them a deadline and they didn't reach it and he moved on. Yeah. Who knows? But, you know, I think the, I think they'll be OK. Uh, Josh Grant and Trey Kennard, two very different awesome. personalities. I think but that, is, that is going to be unique. It is. The I think they're going to work good together, to tell you the truth. You right. know, you got it's like night and day. You got two different dudes. Yeah. And I think that uh, probably if all the stars and moon lined up, Grant's faster. If everything lines up, Grant is talented. Yeah, very as, as ridiculous, talented. Not that Trey isn't. But it could go either way. Right. Trey could rub off on Josh, and Josh could rub off on Trey. Oh, Trey's going to be doing the metal militia signs. I would no. very highly. <laughs> that might not happen. No way. Uh, so that that's. I don't even know if Josh Grant will be doing the metal militia thing over at Honda. Who knows? They're yeah. pretty corporate. Yeah. You think they're gonna let you know that happen? But long, who knows? Long yeah. sleeve jerseys, twenty four hours a day. Oh yeah, I can't pull the jerseys up. Maybe show his, show his <laughs> sleeves. Uh, they're not that bad. Hey, what about Frankie? I was gonna ask Ivan this. Frankie's uh, Frank Latham, Frankie uh, Ivan's longtime right? mechanic, gone to KTM. Carlos yeah. Rivera, KTM. Yeah, uh, I, I think uh, for Frankie. Um, I think it was like a career opportunity. Yeah. He had longevity over there. They signed him for a, a you know, I talked to him, and they said that he gave them, he got a, a few years deal, yep. what he needed, and just, uh, you know, felt it was a really hard decision for him because ah. him and Ivan are super tight. Yeah. 
And, you know, Ivan's had a – this has been tough on Ivan. You know, a lot of people don't realize, like, he he lost two crucial parts of his program in the last, you know, two weeks. Yeah. You know, losing Johnny. Johnny O. Yeah. Losing Johnny and losing Frankie. And, you know, it's he's worked hard to get that uh, – you know that group of guys underneath him, and all of a sudden, you know, one morning he wakes up and he, it's uh, it's gone. Right. So he's kind of uh, caught this you know tail between his leg right now. So Ivan Ivan has always been the type of guy which he learned from RC hanging out there, surrounding himself with good people, and so he's worked on with Doc G, Johnny O, Frankie. You know, he's always had that sort of support group which he saw RC have and now Dungey have, and he's always tried to do that. And yeah, he suffered a couple of blows. Yeah, it, it, you know, he'll rebound. He's, he's a strong-willed guy. You know, he has an awesome family. He has a super, super strong wife who's his backbone of his whole program. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, she, she steps in when, you know, she needs to, and I think that's a time in his life right now where she's stepping in and, and helping him get through this. Right, right. You want to take this call? Sure. Papa Mexico, you're on the air. Who's this? Has been. How you doing? Has been. Where you been? Well, I'm in New York City, and Kenny is absolutely right. As somebody who lives and works in New York City and, and seen all this shit go down, Kenny's right. And um, I appreciate uh, him sticking up for that. There you go, Kenny. Hey, uh, Hasbin's on your side. Thank you, Hasbin. Yeah, you're, about the, you're about probably the only person that listens to this show that probably has my back. Everyone, uh, if, you sh- if you were in front of your computer, you could look at the, uh, the chat room, and everyone wants to make fun of it. But, hey, hey, you want to really trip out, dude? Next time you go by the World Trade Center, look at the board. Of, look at the, the monument and look at all the people that died and chirp out and take a picture of it and send it to Steve when, the, when you see I've my name. It. You see my yeah, name on there? Oh. My name is on there. Oh, Kenny, Kenny Watson? Kenny Watson. Oh, I didn't know that. That is a trip. Yeah. yeah we, we had one of our moto guys uh, pass away, and that's uh, Steve Jedeby, a guy from North Jersey. Oh, and a uh, you know, local guy, really well-liked, and it just sucks. Anyway, the, on, a, on a brighter note, the uh, Mathis. Yeah. That podcast you did with, with Dave Arnold was awesome. Thank that you. Guy, it was very good. Both parts were excellent. Such yeah. a good guy. What a memory you had, huh? Absolutely. I'll tell you, as, and, you know, that's back in my era, and I was like a 25th to you know, 40th place guy. If he can go to the truck, he would give you the shirt off his back. Right. And I'd say the guy always helped us out. He's just a class act. Yeah, thanks. And man. in honor of that, I, I got a name for Kenny's Corner. How about Jake Thompson? Uh-huh. You know him, Kenny? You got one for Jake? Jake Thompson, old Nolene guy, uh, uh, suspension by Dick. No. No. Don't know. Oh, man, I figured he, he knew about Dave Hatton to cross Jessica. I figured he had to know about Jake. No, I don't. So I know that's <laughs> oh, suspension by Jake. Yeah. Yeah, no. I, I, Where's I, that guy from? California. Like the he was from California. He, show, he was the English-speaking show attack. Because yeah, he was, they brought all the tests over from Japan. They could communicate. So he was the guy, the show guy for a while. Yeah. I knew him if I seen him. All right, Hasbin. Yeah. Thanks, man. All right, man. Have a good show. Thank you. See, I feel a little better. Hasbin's back. We missed the last couple of weeks, Kenny. Yeah, Hasbin's <laughs> back. <laughs> Kenny, Kenny was kind of mean to him the last time. You know, Kenny's spoke. mean to him all the time. But well, now no, maybe no, they, no, found no, him, they found him. They found him. Hasbin, Hasbin, Hasbin bonded. Knows, Hasbin knows. Kenny found a a bond. A, a bond with Hasbin. Uh, and, and hey, uh, uh, Kenny, what is going on with Hart and Huntington? What's happening? Give us the latest. You know, you've been Austin Stroop. Wasn't happy with your offer. <laughs> yeah. Turned around, signed with. A well, let me let me let me let me tell you something about that whole program. I don't want to say I wasted any time on Austin Stroop because I really didn't. Mm-hmm. I talked to his dad and I talked to his agent. Right. Gave him an offer. It wasn't really an offer. It said this is what we're willing to pay. They. What I understand is that they were they were stuck between you know a rock and a hard spot. Didn't know if he was going to be ready. Didn't know if he was going to be able to go race. 
you know, I explained my whole program, you know, what we want to do, that right. we're building for the future, we want to get a, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I don't know if they looked at my program like it was just like some beads you know, right. lights team that's going to be stuck in the back of the pits if they knew it. If they were taking us serious, if we were just a joke, um, I know he was looking for way more money than we offered. Okay. I d it really wasn't an offer, though. It was like, this is what I, this is what I started. Like, this is what we wanted to pay. Right. So I'm not going to, when I talk to a, a rider, if I know he wants 300000 I'm not going to offer him 300000 I'm going to offer him 100000 to see if what he wants to do. Right. So I never offered him. And they were, like, he, he never, he said, hey, let me talk to Austin. Let me talk to this guy. I'll get back to you. Agent called me back and said, oh, they're decided they're not really going to race. They're going to do this. I said, hey, no problem. Right. Cool. You know? Yeah. And I hear they signed with Valley. Wasn't mad. Wasn't pissed. I was like, whatever. Well, my boss calls me and says, you told me that they weren't going to ride. I think that's bullshit that people do that in this industry. When you waste your time... Other teams waste their time talking to them. The right thing to do is if you're an agent or you're a dad or you're a writer is make a list. Okay, I talked to five teams. I'm going to call every one of those teams back and say, I appreciate the opportunity, but I'm not going to sign with you. I'm going to go do something different. Thanks for your time. Maybe we can right. work down the road. But no, they don't do that. People just go, F you, no, and don't talk to you about it. And, they, and they're going to come back in three years and go, hey, buddy, what's up? No, buddy. You remember this? I got to remember like an elephant. You ain't getting nothing. Well, is it perhaps maybe he changed his mind and he was... was no, I just I think mean, that I, the money... Uh, they, they're about the money. Yeah, the money wasn't right. there. That's what I found back because I... Don't get me wrong. I called back David Evans. Right, right. And I told David Evans the same exact thing I told you. And I have a lot of respect for David Evans. Right. You know, and he agreed with me. But he didn't think the conversation went down that road where maybe I didn't deserve a phone call back. I think I deserved a phone call back because I called them in the first place... And talk to them I think, about yeah, it. Yeah, I think anytime you got somebody who's going to offer you a job. This industry yeah. is too small. You don't burn bridges. I wouldn't say that he burned a bridge, but I'll say maybe he was playing with fire. All right. That's that's probably any industry, though. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it, no, it's not industry. It's called business. For sure. It's yeah. called but good business. Right. I have a business and I get the same stuff. You know, we, right. you put in an estimate for somebody, they, you know that they've got two or three estimates. They won't even give you a call back and say no thank you. They might even schedule you to show up and do the work. Oh, yeah, we need you on Monday. Be there. And then call you Sunday night and say no thank you or something like that. Hey, but how many times um, have you put a bid in knowing you didn't get the job and then you call the guy back and say, hey, I'd like to say thank you for giving me the opportunity to bid on this work? Uh, yes and no, for sure. Yeah, if it's a contract or another business, for sure. Thank you for at least giving me a shot. Right. I Hopefully agree. it works down the road. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. A lot of times people are just it's out It's just for business. And I think this the whole motocross industry is getting more to, into the business structure. Right. But I think it's still a little backwoodsy. You know, oh, yeah. A little I, backwoodsy I, I still. That for and sure. people think, hey, you know what? But you know what? Your kid's only going to be a hot shoe if you're like up-and-coming dad and think your kid's the best thing and your family's cool. You know, nothing against the Stroops. I think Todd Stroop was a good dude. The dad was totally cool. Never talked to Austin. I think I called him, and I, like, I heard a bunch of rap music, and I said, hey, is Stroop there? And he, and he goes, no, and hung up. You know, <laughs> that's about as far as that conversation went. So uh -huh. I don't know. Like, the dad I got a lot of respect for, but I just think people don't really get it. I think it. it's time for this. Shit don't matter to me. If you don't pay my bills, fuck you. That's I think that's what a lot of people think. That's, uh, <laughs> but I, you know what? it on the head right there. You're <laughs> right. Hey, Mark Pellegrino, the old wise one. Yeah. Once again. Hey, what happens in uh, right. seven years from now right. when you're not that top hot shoe and you still need something? Seven. That's why a perfect example, if 
if you guys want to use a name out here that's still out there pounding the pavement and that is awesome is Nick Way. Yep. Because you know what? He's never he's cool with every one of his sponsors he's ever had and he could talk to well, everyone. Yeah, that's I mean that's why people on message boards go, How does that guy find a ride every year when he's when he's getting beat by guys? Well, y- results are only part of the equation. Exactly. You know? And and MSR and Nick have a long standing relationship. He's get, he's done a lot for those guys and he's a like you said, he's a personable guy. He's uh, he's up on everybody's stuff and you know, works out yep. good. I, I agree. All right. Uh, so what's going on with your team? What's uh, My team is kind of uh, up in the air right now. Don't know. I mean, uh, everyone's Looks like Blos is coming back. From a media guy, we haven't talked about this. you got to pick Blos back, I, though, I, right? I have not signed one rider. I know, but. One rider that I would definitely have to say that I'm probably would is probably going to be coming back as Chris Bose. Yeah. I would love – the kid has a really good, super hard work ethic. Yeah. He's a good guy. He's good for the brand of Hart and Huntington. He's very, you know, um, down to earth. Yeah. And he's very approachable. You could come up to him and talk to him. He doesn't blow anybody off. He's still kind of a little bit shy. He and, is. And we're working yep. on that to try to get him a little bit more marketable and brandable for All the right. brand. But good, good family too, humble, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, dude, chappy. Yeah. Chappy blows. Chappy blows. The Chappy uncle. blows. He, and, and he he watches old videos of Chappy and learns. He told me, <laughs> you could ask Chris Blows, would you ever li- listen to your uh, your uh, your uncle Chappy about a block pass? He would laugh. Uh, hey, if you want to call in seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven, call in. Let's talk silly season stuff. Uh, do you have an, a manufacturer n- nailed down yet, Kenny? Uh, nothing nailed down. It has to be Yamaha or Kawasaki, correct? Again, from a media guy out sort of on the outside. I, I don't know. Really? It, there's, there's, okay. there's some loopholes that we're trying to work out. What? We're trying to do some stuff. I, and I'm not calling. I, I don't want to hear this double speak loopholes. Some I'm stuff not we're trying to work out. Hey, loopholes. put it this way. Until anything is signed. The indication is, the indication is, the indicators has indicated that there's indications. Yeah, the indicator saying <laughs> that until, the, until it's signed on the dotted line, right. we could be riding gas gas. Who okay. knows? All right. We uh, still got a couple more weeks. What's going on with Chad Reed? Dude, Chad Reed won on an H and H bike this weekend. How about that? Well, it, it, okay, with an H and H black box and H uh, and H set of wheels, and a, right. uh, what else did I send him? Are you are you ever gonna see those items back? No, I don't care. Probably not. I want to put him in the Hall of Fame, the H and H Hall of Fame. Yeah, why not? It could be our <laughs> only win ever. <laughs> the trophy case out in front. Now, but uh, a, a real, but him beating Hanny and Brayton, nothing against Hanson and Brayton. That doesn't mean he's back, though, does it, Kenny? What's your, what's your thoughts what do you on mean that? He's back. He won well, a race. He's, I know, but but for, for Chad, he's I think back. He's, Where did he go? He, he, really, he took a little. He took a little time out. Yeah, I think the Epstein bar has been worked out. I think so too. No, I, I don't. <laughs> I mean, you can't take nothing against. It's all worked out. Brayton and Hanson, those guys are legit. They're good. No, no, they're, they're good. Legit. They're I mean, not on Chad Reed's level to me. They're not. But everyone, Chad Reed's kind of been doing his own thing. No one knew what right. to expect. He had fun on the bike. He loves the bike. If you, the old saying is, if you feel good, you ride good. If you ride good, you win. Uh-huh. And I think all of the above is what he's doing, and he's doing a good job. Uh-huh. And who knows? I think, you know, 75% of the game in racing, like, you know, a lot of people know, is mental. If Chad's happy and he thinks his stuff is good, yep. I think that's what his problem was last year at Cowie. He never was comfortable on the bike, never felt right. like he, he was at home, and that's what the part of the deal was. But now I think he's, he, ha- he definitely has a shot. You think it's possible with a guy like Reed who – we know, you know, he's a billion-time winner, very confident in himself. Uh, he can ride a bike like, you know, the top five in the world can. 
But do you think it boils down to a guy like Chad still needing to have his team tell him way to go and stuff and be positive and be behind him? Do you think? Dude, for sure. Even though... For sure, for sure he knows, but you still need a that-a-boy once in a while. Right. I mean... Do you think he got that at Cowie? No. 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 I don't, I don't know. Right. But I don't think so. Wouldn't seem it. There's been some stuff on the internet that they were less than supportive. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just wondering how much that plays into him. So, Kenny, you're saying screw the competition, screw the facts in Australia, wins a win, and this is going to help Chad out immensely. I, I don't even think that it's looking at his as, as a win as much okay, as it is uh, a victory for him uh, mentally. Mentally. Yes, uh, I sure. guess he didn't hole shot either. He had to work his way up. Through, that's like what, a, a an eight-lap race or ten laps? No, this crazy. one was full 20, I think. They're all different, but this one was. Oh, okay. Uh, so let me put it this way, Kenny. You think Chad Reed's going to ride a Hart Huntington bike next year? I can't answer that right now. So there's a chance. There's always a chance, not like if, I said. Not if they're offering $300,000. <laughs> <laughs> there, there is a chance. There is definitely a chance. Dude, there's so many rumors going around. But okay, but but let's just confirm the fact that there's been talks. Obviously, been, with, yeah, with Astafin and Reed, there's obviously been some there's something been talk like that. There's been talk with more than Astafin and Reed. Right. There's been heart with Astafin and Reed and, and right, Kerry. Right, right, right. There's been a lot of talk. Yeah, there has. Yeah, yeah. But and everyone knows that. But you know, you can't go off of a Twitter like I tweeted Chad. Hey, tweeted, tweeted. Okay, tweeted. twatted. <laughs> I I twatted that. Chad, hey, did you get the parts? And yeah. all of a sudden, he's riding for me. Yeah, but you're such an idiot because you did it on purpose. You knew people were going to yeah. fucking freak out about that. How Come on, Watson. I know you First did. of all, Come I couldn't on. get a hold of him. His phone was not working, and I knew. So you direct message him on Twitter. You can direct message him. That's what I do. I don't know. Do you do? Yeah. Why do you try to hide it? I don't try to hide it. What do you mean? I just said direct, it. I, you direct message so no one else sees it. Yeah, because I. Uh, Listen. <laughs> There's no hey, you think Kenny that. did that on purpose? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And now he goes, oh, hey. what are those message board guys thinking? The king of attention <laughs> yeah, right here. I know. The huh? king of ego. <laughs> I have documentation. Kenny. Um, are you guys done beating up on me? Because I need to. But, uh, hey, where's Pookie? Pookie! Hey. Need another cup of coffee. Hey, sweet Jesus, though. Me too. Read. Uh, read. I mean, he's got nothing, right, Kenny? Honda's not picking He's him up, right? He's always got something. Kenny, Honda's Talk not about. picking him up, right? Factory Honda? I, I have no idea. You're Everything. Talking. Okay, but. I, I'm well, Kenny. Just, I'm not Paul, Peter North, dude. you got to talk to Peter. <laughs> oh, Eric Kehoe. <laughs> I'll ask Kehoe. Uh, no, but from everything I hear, they don't have a lot of budget. They can't possibly afford to pay him, right? What's he going to do? I'm trying to narrow this down. They'll find money he, somewhere. What's for, he going to do? For a champion like that, he, they can. He can form his own team with any bike that he wants if he wanted to. I can't see Reedy on his own team. He doesn't have the Kenny Watson glue that you need to hold the team together. People are resourceful nowadays, and Uh, where there's a will, there's a way. I can't believe we might not see him on the on the track next year. Kenny, I don't know, dude. Tough to say. That's a tough one. Hey, why don't you why don't you tell the people what you did this past weekend, Kenny? Sounds pretty cool. We talked about it on the phone a little bit. We actually talked outside the show. For what it's worth, I don't blame the guy one bit for riding for chump change. No point. Oh, you're saying no way. See, I, I had know, this if, if he decides not to race because yeah, of money, right. I don't blame him one bit. I had this conversation with, with Wygan on a podcast I did this week. Okay. And I said, if you're Reed, do you take you know, chump change, a couple hundred thousand, no way. and do you take up, say, I don't know, I'm not making fun of them, I'm not talking, do you take a bike like Valley Yamaha and say, you know what, everybody, F you, 
I'm going to show you what I got. And Wygant said, no, I ride off into the sunset with my millions. Hell yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not even that, but if... Because he's a, he's a champion, you know, he's got an ego. Let's say, let's say you worked at a radio station and you were making 150 grand a year. Are you going to work for KCFU for 20 grand a year? Uh, it's a totally different thing. It's not. Yeah, it is. It's this not. Is, this is competition I'm talking. This is... Listen, you can be competitive all you want. If he's, it's, it's even worse when he's got the money. Okay. Yeah. I'm saying I don't blame him one I, bit for not he, riding right, the jump change. Right, right. He, he, he is not, I tell you right now. He's putting way too much on the line with his personal. Right. And plus, it, it, once you settle, mm-hmm. now all of a sudden there's no going back to that multi-million contract when you've settled for a couple hundred over here. Okay. No way. Okay. Kenny, do you, do you, do you, what do you think? I, I would have to agree. Tim Ferry just texted me and asked me if I had t- Ron Lachine's number. What in the hell could Tim Ferry want Ron Lachine's number for? And I doesn't he know I have a show on Monday nights? He does, doesn't he? What an he idiot. should know. Yeah. Uh, so, Kenny, what did you do this weekend? Talk about this weekend, Kenny. I think it's really cool. He's, he's busy with the chat room. Yeah, Kenny, it? come on, dude. Seriously. I mean, no, it's just it's ridiculous, man. You keep reading the chat room. I'll tell you what Kenny did this weekend. Yep. What Kenny did this weekend was the real world, MTV's real world is filming here in Las Vegas, season a season 18 million, and they've come back to Las Vegas, and there was a do tour best whip contest this weekend that Kerry Hart himself entered, and uh, Kenny, you had to, the real world cast worked for you, for Hart and Huntington. Yeah, it was quite... Um, Exciting, put it that way. They, they now, came, what happened was the... Were there any chicks hot? Were the chicks hot? Yeah, there was a couple of them that were... There was right. one that was just freaking right. out of control. And they knew... No, nobody knew anything about Moto. Nothing. What happened was they, there were seven roommates, um, and um, what they had to do is they have to intern at the Hard Rock for their whole stay. So um, their heart and honey is going to get one of them, but at the beginning for the due tour, they took all seven of them, and they gave them to the Hart and Huntington Company, which three of them came to the race team. Mm-hmm. The other four worked for the tattoo shop. But there was an uh, auction for the Down Riders um, Fund um, at, the, at Hart and Huntington on Saturday night. So what happened was the other four came to our shop to pr- help prepare for that, uh-huh. and the other three worked in the race shop. Well, when they got done with up front, the whole cast came back. So I had all seven of them working for the, at the race team. Putting up easy ups, taking down easy up, washing bikes, scrubbing carpets. <laughs> um, we did a nice. we did a bike for uh, a tribute bike for Mike Sinkmar's family uh-huh. that we gave wow. to him. Wow, Sinkmar's. And we had way to uh, be timely the, on that one. One of the cast members helped build the bike. It was like you know restoring yeah. a, a classic car. Right. And you know. Oh, you have like a CR two fifty? Yeah, it was a ninety nine CR two fifty. the one that's been in your shop for a while. Yes. Yeah. So we did that. We got that thing all done. So we did a little thing on that, and then. On Sun on Saturday, um, the three cast members met us at the track and worked for me all day at the track. You know, putting up banners and helping unload the trailer, load up. So mm-hmm. it's going to be good TV. Oh, that's cool. And you're going to be in the show. Yeah, I'm going to be on the first two episodes. I can't imagine. Yeah, it's going to be pretty we funny. We sleeves or no sleeves? One day sleeves, one day no yeah. sleeves. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait till one of the cast members of the real just gets wasted and tries to mac on Kenny. I like, want him up like this so we can see the cheeseburger, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there yeah. was pretty funny. Like, I had to, there was some comment came out, and, I, and I, there was one part of the show where I had all three of the girls in the shop, and I said, you know, it's one thing that all three of us have. Like, I have that both, like, all three of you girls yeah. have that you would never think that I have, and I've never had a sex change. And they're all, what's that? And I showed him the tattoo of the toe. 
The camel toe. The camel toe on my foot. <laughs> nice. You stay classy. Hey, show me this text when we when we get going with the thing. Okay. Because then yeah. I'll remember. But it was it was fun, and uh, you know, big big kudos to uh, the real world for for right. picking us. And supposedly, cool. it was like the best experience the real world has ever had with filming outside of their deal. Um, we Harry Hart signed a helmet for him and oh, yeah? put it in their house and. You know, at the Hard Rock, yeah. so and, it's going to be good. They want to do some other stuff, so we're going to try to get a little bit creative with the real world and do some more stuff arounding Moto because we're bringing, you know, Hart and Huntington. We're just on a race team. We try to bring outside the box to the, you know, to the real world and show them that you know there's things go on, you know, inside motocross that goes outside, you know, right. real too. So it's it's going to be cool. Uh, it's going to be real cool. And then how was the best whip? Did did Hart bring it back? No, Hart, Hart ended up being a judge, and he came out in opening ceremonies and did a heart attack. Oh, he did? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> the crowd goes crazy. So he didn't want to do the whip. He didn't end up doing a whip. That, that was written by a WWE uh, person, that script right there. Oh, Hart wow. Where'd you get the graphics from? Kenny's showing me the sync, the sync bike. Where's it, where'd you get the graphics Dude, from? I, uh, Robert Ivan, yeah. had, he's the original guy yeah, that yeah. drew those up. And he still had the artwork. Wow. And he printed them out for me. Yeah, yeah. You oh, know, that's cool. Ibon does RC cars. Uh, yeah. yep. Nobody cares about RC cars. Dude, 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 dude. Me and Weimer and a few other people, we care. You okay? guys care about RC cars? Yeah, yeah so it was, it was cool. They, that, 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 that's it was sick. cool. I think people, when they see the real world, they're going to get a kick out of it. It was really, really cool. And, and it's not to make our team look like a bunch of idiots. It was done really well. And we had fun at it. Uh, it, it was cool because at the end of the day, um, yesterday or Saturday when the, when the cast left, they knew nothing about motocross and supercross and freestyle and anything, and now they're fans. They're like, right. dude, this is the coolest shit ever. You know, and through the one, this one kid named Leroy, uh, dude, I've never had anyone in my life work as hard as me, man. I mean, for me, as hard as this kid worked. I was going to say, I've never had anybody work as hard as me. Flag on the play. <laughs> yeah. I never had anyone work for me as hard as this kid worked. Yeah. And he's a garbage man from Detroit. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. dude. He's a black kid. And he oh, worked. Hey, hey, really? Leroy. Hey. Black guy. Yeah, go figure. Tiwi's a garbage man, not from Detroit, but Tiwi's a garbage man in Michigan. He worked his butt off. And I told my truck driver, I said, see how clean those carpets are? You've never had them that clean. Dude, this kid. Oh, how'd that go over with Brian? Oh, dude. Yeah, real Brian's going to be on the show, too. Oh, well, then that's all he needed. That's all he cared about. Yeah, yeah but we didn't put a mic on him. If there's one thing about truck drivers I know, they just want me time. They feel yeah. like they don't get any respect. Yeah, but. Well, would, yeah, you'd want some, too, if you spent 20 hours a day behind a steering wheel. It was good. I mean, we, we, were, we were happy, and, you know. I think that people are going to be either really super pumped or really super bummed when they see it. Why super bummed? Uh, just because I'm coming up in the world and there's a bunch of haters that just don't like me. Hey, let's uh, let's call Tim Ferry and find out why he wanted Lachine's number. All right. This should be good. I don't know if he'll answer or not, but there's a bunch of haters in the world and I'm coming up. There is. Coming up in the I world. Got my, and I got my publicist What's trying up? to get a hold of Hey. Publicist. Hey, you're on the Pulp MX show, Red Dog. Can I help you? Dude, I totally forgot you guys were doing it. Yeah, well, yeah. Thanks a lot. I'm what glad you called the dogger uh, for, dude. Yeah. Did what did you what do off? you need Ron Lachine's phone number for? <laughs> you need some oil. If this was just 10, 15, 20 years ago, there'd be some trouble. Yeah. Right? Can we? Uh, uh, I'm yeah. really curious. Yeah, this definitely would not be good. <laughs> uh, now we're gonna talk about riding. I heard he's riding a lot. He is. He's he's motoring down. Yeah. So. What? What's up with that? Dude, I mean, he's going to race the World Vets in a couple of weeks. He's going to hey, see if he has anything. Hey, Red Dog, if you need to buy a sack, you don't have to come all the way out here. I got connections out there in Florida for you, bud. 
Okay. Uh, <laughs> if this was 20 years ago, I would think that, but I know Lachine's It's at Glen Helen. The straight, the up and up. MTA World Vet Championships, right? Do you think he has anything for uh, for Dr. D? At Glen Helen, it's pretty tough, huh? Dude. Who? Dogger. No. Uh, I don't know. Dr. D's never never stopped riding, so. Right. Especially I, at Glen I Helen. Him, yeah, I saw him a few months ago. He still rides pretty good. Hey, why don't you go out there, dog? Let's get you on an H&H bike out there. Just, we take a victory so we can have a champion. We can have a championship Dude, I, somewhere. I got a Super Moto one. I didn't know it was coming up, but I could start training now. Yeah. You were just in Cali. Did you ride at all? No, I didn't ride at all. I was oh. just hanging out. Oh, hanging out with Trey Kennard, the Trey Kennard. Kenny. Hey, yeah. how, how's that kid look on the big bike? Uh, he looks good. He looks really good. Actually, his riding style is a little different. Um, but, yeah, for his first, what, two weeks. Well, he rode good last year in Supercross. But, uh, right. Yeah, he looked really good. I was, pretty, I was happy with the way he looked, so it was cool. Oh, he was happy with the way he looked. Wow. Nice. Now, now, Timmy, uh, I know you've been – you were courted by some test rides, teams that wanted test riders, some guys that maybe wanted you to work with them like you did with Kennard. Have you indeed renewed your pact with Trey Kennard for 20, 2011? Are you guys uh, exclusive? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I did. I'm going to help him out for okay. sure next year. Because you were kind of in demand, uh, weren't you? It was like back in the day after you won the 97 title. Oh, wait, nobody wanted you then either. But um, After Summercross. After Summercross. It was like Summercross, wasn't it? Um, I don't know how much in demand, but no, it was uh, – I, I had to stick with him. He won the championship, and uh, yeah. it made me look good. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was cool. I that I, I jumped, if, I, if I went somewhere else, it might be downhill. Oh, I know. You caught that thing. You caught that wave right as it was going yeah, up. I didn't want it to go backwards. <laughs> uh, hey, was, 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 oh, I guess Josh Grant wasn't out there. His shoulder's still jacked up. Yeah, MC was riding. He looked. Uh, oh, how did MC look? It's still the same. <laughs> did, yeah. did he do some knack-knacks? Dude, he didn't do any knack-knacks, but I took a little video of my phone like a fan. Oh, <laughs> nice. Dude, it's, yeah. he's still one of the coolest guys out there for sure. Um, yeah, he was cool. I got to hang out with him for two days. I haven't, I haven't talked to him much in, in years, so it was cool. Uh, you didn't talk to him about that time that you tried to T-bone him at Phoenix in 05? No, I didn't talk to him about that. <laughs> he, but, probably, uh, he probably didn't bring that one up, dude. No. Yeah, I was just mad because he's retired and he passed me. Yeah, so. and you were battling wrist injuries and also not happy with your, with your life. Yeah, no, things were not going well. So, I, uh, the king was kind of mad at me. I think for maybe a half a lap. <laughs> hey, how do you think things are going to work out with Trey and uh, Grant in that truck? I think good. I mean, I guess they get along pretty well. They rode a Geico before, and uh, Trey seemed like he was pretty pumped. He was on the team, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I was. I was about. I didn't. I, that came out of left field. I didn't. Wasn't expecting him to go there. But hey, did you uh, have you seen him ride? Cool. Have you seen him ride the Honda? Who? No, Grant's shoulder's still jacked up. He's not on the... No, shoulder's still... Pay, pay attention, something. Kenny. I just said that. Oh. Kenny's on the chat room and on the phone again. And was it Kenny the guy that said he showed up at a party in a sling with yeah. Rockstar right. garb on? Uh, hey, what, what, uh, what's Chad Reed going to do, Timmy? Um, man, I watched his interview last night. I guess he's not racing anymore down there. No. Um, you think man, he, I don't know. You think he might quit? He might retire? Hey, he would retire. I he wouldn't quit, right? If I was going to guess anything, that would be my that would be my number one guess. Yeah, it's crazy. We were just well, we just spent ten minutes talking about him. That's why I asked you. We just had a big debate. Yeah. Kenny says the indicators are that the indications are that the indicators are that maybe Kenny's talked to him for Hart and Huntington, but he Dude, I'm telling well, you right it, now, if he does there, there, two options, I think there's two options that I think. Yep. I've been thinking it for almost a month now. Okay. And uh, that he would go to Hart and Huntington, and or he would just quit. 
Right. One of the two. I say I say he has one option. To find quit. He ain't riding nothing but a Honda. I know that. So he's either going to ride for factory Honda some way, somehow, yeah. or he will quit. That's my You don't think you can put off a Honda off to the side somewhere? No. Maybe, maybe, Kenny, maybe a factory Honda underneath your tent. And feed that back today. Whoa. Dude, out of all the people in the chat room and all the people that we've talked to tonight, that was the closest thing I've ever heard that might would happen. Because Timmy knows. Dude, Timmy is... He's been there. Well, he's been thinking about it for a month. Timmy, you should take it easy. Don't do too much thinking for a month like that. That must have hurt to come up with that for a month, Red. But here's the thing. Timmy's the only guy that remembers McGrath riding Suzuki and what happened with that deal. Well, no, I was talking about the Yamaha. He used to ride factory Yamaha on their chaperone because I rode there and I had a chaperone bike on factory Yamaha. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, that's right. How'd that make you feel? Dude, my bike was good. Remember when, hey, remember when he came back, though, in 99 to watch Shugel and you kicked his ass? I mean, yeah, he came straight yeah. from Havasu, but still. I'm not going to lie. I was really happy about that. Right. <laughs> he came straight from Havasu, yeah. but still. <laughs> we worked him and Summercross, same year. <laughs> I did hear he came straight from Havasu, too. <laughs> uh, how, how, much, uh, how much slower is a guy like McGrath compared to Kennard, like right now? I, oh. Dude, I think only maybe a couple seconds. Really? That's gnarly. That's crazy. What, what, how old is MC now? Just about to turn 39 years old, so. Damn. He still rides all the time. No, he's not that old. No, he's 39 next month. In two weeks, wow. I think. He yeah, is? Is November. Yeah. Wow. Hey, how sick would it be to go to, awesome. go to his ranch, dude, and just yeah. wild out all Hey, Red Dog, did you enjoy your retirement party? What? Oh, yeah. No, that was good. That was fun. Yeah. yeah good time. Yeah, that was a great time, dude. Thanks for inviting me. <laughs> Sorry, Kenny. <laughs> Uh, that was yeah. a good time. Like Kenny would have gone anyway. Hey, yeah. did Dave die go? No. No, Dave died back out of me. At least he got an invitation. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Pick exactly. Pick it in the room. Bye. Okay, okay well, we're going to let you go. Um, uh, we can't end on that note. Kenny, Kenny. <laughs> Kenny's all butthurt. Kenny's fine, dude. I'm good, dude. I, I know. Second cup of coffee. I know, Pookie Kenny. just brought me some coffee. Uh, he's been around long enough. He's got thick skin. He knows how it is. Yeah, no big deal, bud. I know where your heart's at, man. I know where Evie's heart is. That's more I, important I, I to me. I know man. you were too busy trying to find it to get the uh, the Chad Reed deal done, anyways, to come out. So. Yeah. Hey, Hart would have never given him a permission slip, dude. So, so don't even worry about you it. You know why I wouldn't have went? Because I know Evie's brother would have pulled some of that kung fu on me and just beat the crap out of me. I didn't want to drive all the way. <laughs> I could walk out the door to get beat up. I didn't want to go all the way to Florida and get my ass kicked. Ah. <laughs> uh, well, I went to the uh, the Trans World Motocross Awards like a couple weeks ago. I was a presenter, actually, and Hart was there. And I was talking to him a little bit about Silly Season stuff and this and that. And uh, I said, when's the last time you yelled at Watson? And he stopped. He's like, today. Nice. And I was like, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. That was awesome. It's a ritual, dude. I bet, I bet when was the last time Watson yelled at him? <laughs> yeah, today. I know. That's a good question. Hey, what about, hey, and what about Timmy? What about if Reed rode for Hart 19? Can you see Kenny being like, hey, Chad? You gotta clean your locker upstairs. Autograph signing oh, at two. Dude. <laughs> wow. I can't see uh, that going over too well. I, I don't think he's gonna be without personnel. So <laughs> there'll be a there'll be a team manager and then a read manager. Yeah, dude, yeah. For the team. <laughs> that read manager would be Steve. Yeah. Um uh, that's a good Steve, Steve Steve's a big read fan, so I know. He might be there helping out. Yeah, that's a good question. That's a good uh, thing, though, Timmy. Yeah, under the heart, under the Honda truck, H and H Graphics, H and H sort of pays the freight. Heart. Whoa! Yeah. I like what you guys are throwing oh. out there. That was that was my guess over a month ago. I, and that that's only because 
what I read it on? Oh, I read it on Vital. Yeah, that's where I read it. <laughs> of course. Oh, it's official. I can't believe you called it Vital and not Moto Drive. <laughs> yeah, Monkey Drive. I, I, I almost called it Moto Drive and I corrected myself. Yeah. <laughs> Who's to say you can't sit out a year? What's up? Why can't he? He can't. It doesn't work. It never works. Last name of Bradshaw. I'm just saying. It never works. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think at this point it's a good idea. There you go. I don't think he couldn't. I mean, that's my buddy, that's my buddy JR, by the way. I didn't, that's my buddy JR. That's right. You played blackjack with him one time. Yeah. We're good. Uh, dude, how many times are you going to do that to him? I know. Dude. Well, I didn't know if you knew who that other voice was. I've got it wasn't zero Kenny. claim to flame, claim to fame other than like a couple hands of blackjack. Yeah. Yeah. Um, use that. That's a standard. That's your, your standard line for when you introduce them, huh? Yep. Yeah, pretty much. Hey, uh, <laughs> we got Greg Alberton coming up on the show. Any memories of Albie? Any? Did he cartwheel in front of you at any point? Did he? Greg did, did, he, did his bike swap out sideways and take you out? Anything like that? I never did. I, I never really raced with him, but he, he did go. What do you do at uh, Orlando one year? He like landed on the plywood. Yeah, yes. he jumped off, rolled the windows up. Remember? And <laughs> that was crazy. Because of that crash. Ty Birdwell, who was running sixth in that semi, made it in. Made the main event because of that crash from Albie, and which made Mathis two hundred extra dollars. Yeah, he's the only guy to ever hit a deer during a race, too. Dude, I was just thinking, yeah. that, dude. That's one of my questions for him. What was it like, like going riding your dirt bike and all of a sudden hitting a deer? Was that, was that were you like a deer in the headlights? Like you just froze? You didn't know what to do. <laughs> who was the deer in the headlights? Dude, who ever thought that hey. you'd be pulling deer hair out of deer hair out of your helmet? Or the radio so maybe, mechanic was pulling a dead deer out of the radiator. Yeah, so maybe really it's not him that crashed a lot. Maybe the, he just had like a black cloud. Maybe he had Townley's cloud right. years ago. Yeah, maybe. I'd rather hit a deer than a, than a freaking quad like RR, dude. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see that. Either. I didn't see that, but. Yeah. Dude, I'll yeah. give it to that, dude. Like, the first time I ever met Albertine, it was with Ian. And um, Ian um, was his mechanic and the, the Suzuki guy, and they, like, he had he just had the map. He didn't know where, and he was kind of like on his own. Like the other, he didn't follow the Suzuki guys. He was like all uh-huh. they were on one side of the parking lot, and he was on the other. And it was kind of a weird deal. So I just pulled in. I started working on my bike, and then Ian asked if he could follow me to Southwick, and I'm like, yeah, sure. He goes, I don't know where I'm going, dude. Kenny's like, me neither. No, I, I said, let's do it. So you know, and then Greg came up to me, and he was just like, hey, how you doing? He introduced himself. I wouldn't have known what the guy looked like. I didn't no. have no idea who it was. Kenny was clearly not up on the world GPs. No, at not that, at all. At that and point or now. Dude, right then and there, I was like, man, that's a cool dude. Like, mm-hmm. he, he didn't have, like, that factory ego, like, you know, like yeah. the rest of those clowns. And, dude, Albie, I've always been cool with Albie, always. Much respect. Yeah, well, you can't, you can't really find anybody that'll say anything bad, so that, that says something there. Right. Kind of like you, Timmy. Besides that deer. Besides the deer. Yeah. Yeah. That deer right. was pissed. Yeah. Um, well, all right. What else is going on, Red? I guess we're on. Uh, not much too much. I just went mountain biking today. I took a good, pretty good little spill. With your, myself up. But. With, your, with your new bike? Yeah, with my new bike. First Dude, day out. Scott, I had to break it in. Scott gave him a mountain bike for his retirement party. The thing nice. was sick. Yeah. That they need yeah, to make up for it for the boots. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they need to make it up, dog. <laughs> and I just still wear them. I got nothing. I I stand by those boots. He has Dude. to because that's the only thing his calves will fit in. Dude, I was just gonna say there. He cannot fit in those things fully. I mean, the no, back no, of no. I can't fit in the Scots fully either. I got the longer straps and everything. But you do have big calves. That's what Who, I'm saying. Let me call you something. Cankles. Well, Caffles. 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 Hey, it's not because he's overweight or nothing. Just because he has big legs. He's just hockey, uh, hockey legs, right? It's from skating all those years, backwards, crossing over. Hey, Listen. when is puck time? 
It is. It's on it now. Uh, I seen him jumping up and down. I was like, "What's so exciting?" And he was looking and he looked over at the TV. He was like doing the arm pump. Some some someone put the puck in the, the net. He was doing the sticky fist pump, dude. The Leafs scored, but now they lost in overtime. Um, all right, man. We got to go with our show. I wanted to find out why you're calling Ronald Machine though, because that's an odd person. I'll get you his number. I just know that you you are the closest person to, to Ronald Machine that I know. He he actually called me. On Thursday, just to talk. You're not, you're not name dropping, are you? Uh, I kind of am. When my I, I phone rings and it says the dogger, I'm like, you're like, stop. I'm like, I can't believe Ron Machine's calling me again. I and, know. And then we talk. I know, right? Uh, uh, if, actually, if, I, if I he thought, called me, I would be thinking the same thing. I thought I had his bike sold for him, but uh, turns out he can't. He can't sell it. He's got to give it back to Cowie. But uh, dude, you told me you had my bike sold. That's two of us you yeah, left. Yeah, I did. Dude, um, whatever. All right, Red. Thanks, man. All right. Take care, Red. See ya. Hey. Far be it for Timmy Ferry to come up with the Hart Huntington Reed answer that we've all been looking for. Dude, that's your guy. What dude. a genius. He's been thinking for a month about it. <laughs> I don't think he's thought about a month on about anything. Dude, I don't think he so. He didn't even either. think about a month. He didn't even think a month about retiring. He probably woke up and yeah. said, you know what, Evie? I think I'm going to retire. What's okay, that? Timmy. What's that song in the background? Too much time on your hands. Who's that, Bon Jovi or something? Something like that. Mathis was breaking out. There. Hey, let's, uh, let's call someone. Hey, can you get off your computer? Get off the chat room. Dude, get off the chat room, Mathis. Can I get that text? Yep. All right. Let's uh, let's call our first guest. Greg Albertine's coming on a little bit, but right now we're gonna get our Scott Sheik and Donnie together. Yes, you they're said? together. Okay, we're gonna call us Donnie Wanit. Yeah, we're uh, gonna call Donnie Wanit. Um, he is the track owner of a, pl- a place in Texas, a track called Pure MX, and the name of the they they do a motocross school too, um, out of Pure MX, and the, um, with Scott Sheik and Donnie Wanit. Okay. Here. Oh, sorry. PRMX Schools. Um, and it's owned by Donnie Wanted and his wife, Danielle. Can you tell me how Donnie and Sheiky know each other? T- New York. Grew up. Ah. Grew up racing together. I forgot Donnie. So I thought Donnie's from Pacific Northwest. Moved thereafter. Right. Hello? Hi. Hi. Is, is, is Scott there? This is Stan from the Pulp MX Show. Yeah. Yeah, we're oh, both uh, on the speakerphone here. Hi, George! Hey, Kenny. Hi, Georgie! Metal to metal! This is, this is every show for us. I miss uh, you, Scotty. Welcome, welcome, Scott Sheik and Donnie Wanit to the Pulp MX Show. Thanks, guys, for coming on. Uh, Steve Mathis here, Kenny Watson, of course, and uh, our buddy JR here in studio. Uh, what's going on, Donnie? What's, uh, what's happening with your track? Well, we're just kind of, I just got back down here from the win, uh, for the winter, back down to Texas from Washington, and we're, uh, Scotty just came down, we're actually just working on the track and getting ready for our first race that'll be uh, on Halloween weekend, October 30th and 31st, which is round three of uh, the GNC Texas Fall Series, so that's going to be my first race event, and uh, we're actually also starting to work with the kids that I worked with last year down here, a couple B riders, uh, a novice rider, and actually someone that's going to go out and start riding Supercross this year too. So just trying to kind of get back into that and get back into the swing of things down here at the track. Oh, that sounds cool. Um, yeah, thanks for coming on. Hey, Sheik, you're back riding. I saw some photos from English Town. Um, what number were you? He was, uh, oh, I can't forget the number. He that probably he doesn't even remember what number it was. What number were you, Scott? At English Town, I, I actually I went through one of my old gear bags and I found a I 26? found a package package of uh, N style number fives back when I was fifty five. Yeah, that and, was um, it. Yeah, 
So I threw a five on my bike. You ran five because you knew that's my favorite number, huh, George? <laughs> yeah. Hey, how's it been going, Scotty, in the comeback? How, how's it? Uh, everybody, uh, I've been getting some emails from the show, from your first appearance uh, on the show, and people are really behind you, and some people say you're back hauling ass. So uh, how's it been for you? Dude, it, it is unbelievable. Like, I am just so thankful and so happy I'm back on the bike. But exactly what you said, like, the response that I've gotten has been just incredible. And I did that interview for Racer X, and... Um, Man, it's just it's just it's just overwhelming. It's it's actually it's just I don't really I'm just like in awe and just going <laughs> with it. But just just having so much fun and and um like Donnie was saying, I'm I'm so like Texas is pretty awesome. I get to see my uncle, some family, but uh, mm-hmm. but um you know, we have a lot of things going out here, so I'm just excited to be part of this deal too and and um I heard you guys talking about some vet stuff and, and that's definitely something <laughs> That's definitely something up in the air. I'm going to be oh. training all winter, and um, I'm back. Kawasaki's helping me out, so um, yes, Rhino, you know. Rhino, and the doctor might have some competition. Shiki, oh. why don't you get out there to Glen Helen in a couple weeks? Go show those guys oh. what's what's really going on. Yeah, well, put me on an H&H bike. We can talk about it. I would like to see the Iron Sheet come out. <laughs> well, dude, I don't know if you heard, but Chad Reed just won a race on an H&H bike. Yeah. <laughs> he had Hart Huntington wheels, and Kenny's claiming it. Yep. It's the first victory what ever. Kawasaki. Oh, uh, that might be a problem. No, it's not going to be a problem. They're riding Cowies next year. He's not saying it, but they are. Hey, well, H&H's only won. Uh, we, we got one title that Donnie helped us win. We got a Supermoto Championship. And Donnie that's was right. Donnie Wait, was on the, Donnie was Donnie is on our team. The guy that and Don the guy that won the the, the race or the championship was Steve Drew. And what happened was we were at a race. Steve fell and was coming through the pack. And Donnie was such a t- good team player that led him by on the last lap so we can get one position. He won the championship by one point. If it wasn't for Donnie, H and H wouldn't have any championships. Well, look at Donnie playing with the points in his head. He knew the points. Well, I know I knew the points, but oh. he wasn't too hey. happy after the race. But let me tell hey. you something. Donnie is pretty much uh, the man that started this whole thing with H and H. I came in when Donnie had this thing rolling with the supermoto. That's team. right, you did. And Donnie Donnie's the one that's got the whole ball rolling. And then I came in and I stole his glory. Uh some say that. <laughs> wow. Hey, Kenny, you know how many points that cost me, though? <laughs> that was, uh, that was. let's see, I, I remember I lost a position in the championship for that, but no one cares about, as Kenny Watson says, no one cares about second, third, and fourth in the championship. They only care about first, so at least we won the one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, that was a tough year because we lost, you know, that same year. You know, we had that deal go down with Tony, and then you missed that whole deal because Donnie um, kind of was the guy from our team that went to the hospital when we lost Tony Hart and hung out with the, with Tom. And, and, and he Donnie was the guy that said, the you know. the same year the truck burnt down? No, that was the year oh, before. year before, okay. But Donnie kind of, like, put racing behind <laughs> every year to put out. <laughs> yeah, exa- exactly. Yeah. So, you know, Donnie was cool enough, you know, to put his whole racing season um, – on the back burner when right. something went down, like when we lost Tony and, right. and, and did that same thing with Steve. And, you know, you can't have a better team player than a guy like Donnie. So on why'd you show. push him out, Watson, and become the superstar manager that you are today? I didn't push him out. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, hey, I, we're all in a better place right now. I'm doing something that I'm actually, like, that I really enjoy, and it was kind of a dream of mine a long time ago to have a track and to be working with kids and stuff like that. And 
man, I mean, Scott coming down here last week, I think he he's really starting to see, like, I had three of my students come out last week um, one day, and Scott was just kind of sitting there helping me out with them, and mm-hmm. just we're both sitting on mini bikes while we're working with some corners and stuff like that. And at the end of the day, we kind of just sit back and reflect. There's nothing around here. I mean, we're in the middle of nowhere, and it's just like, wow. Like, this is really – it's just a really good feeling, you know, to – I don't know, to help out that much and work with them. And it, it, it's just, it's really gratifying for, for me anyway. So I couldn't think of a better place for me to be in. And my wife, too. I mean, Danielle's, she loves it here and she's happy. So we're, we're excited. Do the cats like it's it? Awesome to have other friends around. I mean, Kenny actually told me that he'd like to come down and hang out for a week. And that's what I love. I mean, anyone, I mean, you know, math is the same thing. I got bikes here. If you can get down to Texas. Or you're here for the supercrosses or whatever, make an extra day for your flight. Come down and ride for a day. Bring your gear, you know. Yeah, he's gonna have to bring his gear because you ain't gonna have gear to fit him. Yeah, <laughs> oh, don't worry, I got gear that fits me. I'm a Moose Core athlete. He's got some. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, hey Scotty, what? Uh, how was the race at English Town for you? What? Would you have some butterflies sitting on the line? Did? did uh, how did it go for you? Oh, actually, actually, I really enjoyed it. It was just, um, you know, it kind of kind of helped me to see really where i was at because like i hit up a couple local races and and um and uh i i actually got to a point so i won everything at the local races so i was excited about english town uh, and um you know i i actually i wasn't that far off at all like from mike treadwell and actually dowd too like you know for being off the bike for so long and only being on the bike for like a month you know, I wasn't I wasn't that far off at all. And, and Factory Connection, they they did my suspension up for me in Pro Circuit. They sent me a pipe and stuff, and and um, so like I had suspension on there, and I had a brand new 2011 Cowie. So I was, man, I was just happy to be out there. And and it, but I left the race. I I got fifth in the vet classes, but uh, I was really happy with my performance. Hey George, so, let me um, ask you a question. If if you could pick one race next year, if someone said, "Hey, we're going to support you. We'll get your stuff to that race. We want you to come out and ride one national. What race? What track would you pick?" I think we know that one, don't we? Nope. We don't. What do you? What, Mount Morris. I would say Mount Morris. I would say Southwick. Or or can they bring Binghamton back for another year? Because he does pretty <laughs> good there too. <laughs> no, I think that one's you out. Know, uh, it it wouldn't it. There's a lot of national tracks. It wouldn't like. be Glen Helen, though. And, uh, you know, it wouldn't really matter to me. But I, I wouldn't mind going back to um, to to Mount Morris. I mean, you know, Davy Coombs. I mean, I, I've always loved that track. And, you know, of course, I had my 1-1 my, my win there, you know, back when I was with Honda. And, and, um, Don't fool yourself. You know, what about our moto win, Cheek? Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm sorry, Kenny. That's right. <laughs> I live that every yep. day, bro. Like, yep. That was yep. more exciting for me than, than yep. when I worked for Deegan when we won the Supercross, that one moto win, because I know where, how hard we worked to get that one I win. I know. You'll have it, to. Was just, it was just as exciting for me, too. You'll have to uh, take a look on pulpmx.com. Donnie, maybe you can help Sheik with this. There's a uh, section on there called Classic Commentary, and what it is is I went, Kenny and I, watched 96 mount morris and we com- we watched it on the screen and we commented uh what was going on while you were racing and it, it's pretty funny we, me and kenny had some good fun doing that 
And uh, it's just both motos, 125 class. Sheik, you're all over it, of course. Hey, Sheik, there was some guy that was was claiming. You know, you know your buddy Tommy. Remember Tommy? You know your buddy Tommy. Hell yeah. Tommy was in the shot. Like he was there. Like after you won, there. Had your spare goggles, yeah. And he had your, he had a spare pair of goggles around your neck. And I said, "Oh, that's Sheik's buddy Tommy." And some guy wanted to debate me and told me it was Tommy Ulikowski. And I'm like, "That's not Tommy, Tommy Ulikowski. Alvarez. Tommy Alvarez." Yeah. Oh, that's my friend Tommy. <laughs> that's just to say, Kenny. I know. Hey, you meet Tommy. Tommy's my friend. You guys meet Tommy yet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Every every time. Oh yes, my buddy Tommy. <laughs> we grew up together. He's my good buddy. You meet Tommy. Hey, we got a call here. Let's take this call on the on the show. Pop MX show. You're on the air with Stani Wanit and Scott Sheik. Who's this? This is Will Hahn. Hey, Will Hahn. What's up? <clears throat> Nothing. Just been texting Watson, and he's just a cool guy. He told me to call in. Oh yeah. Well. Yeah, dude. You know how it is, bro. Hey, let's uh, uh let's uh, finish up with Sheik, and then we'll come back to hey, you. Hold on. He, with, I think what? he might have a question for Sheik. Oh, he does. Yeah. Okay. Or he wants to talk to him. I wanted to tell him when I'm in Texas. I'd love to go riding with him. There you go. Okay. Did you hear that, Scott? No comment. Uh, I couldn't. I couldn't hear him. This is Will. You know Will Hahn. This is Will Hahn. Oh, yeah. He said he's in Texas. When he's in Texas, he would like to get in touch with you guys and go riding with you. Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah, I mean, it just. Um, I would. I would just call up. Uh, you know, Pope MX. You know, on Donnie's. Donnie's. What's your number uh, here? Pure MX. <laughs> but you know, Greg Sherwinski that used to work for us, Kenny. <laughs> He's really good friends with Will, too, and Greg, you know, Greg knows me really well, so he there, has my there phone you go, and everything. Greg You're making a love connection, Oh, Pulp MX. So. Yeah, we, uh, well, or else Kenny can be the main liaison uh, uh, between everybody. Hey, Dizzy. Yeah, what's up? <laughs> All right, dude, how is that, dude? You got Will Hahn, one of the top I, guys. I, oh, dude, I, I, that would be awesome. I'd love to ride with him. Man, oh, that would be Scotty. great. Oh, boy. Will can oh, boy. Will can ride with the 97 Mount Morris winner. Dude, I'm down. I need to, I need, to need some help, too, so let's do this. Yeah, there you go. There could be another uh, deal for you. You know, like, t- hey, dude, Red Dog is Kennard's guy. How would this be? Scott Sheik is Will Hans, dude. Oh, dude. dude. <laughs> How would that be, dude? We'll be calling him Iron Han. Yeah. <laughs> I love this shit. Did you actually ever have iron on the back of your pants? Yes, was he it, did. Did you have iron sheik? He had iron sheik. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know if it was actually like an official nickname. I know we all called him the iron sheik, but I didn't know if it was official. Do you remember that, George, when they put iron sheik on your pants? Oh, yeah. I had iron on like the whole year of uh, Team Honda in 97. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. Right on, Wilbur. Well, hey, we're going to hook you up with sheik, and we're going to get hold of Greg, and we're going to make it happen. See what this guy has. Sweet. Yeah, yeah, and then Wil- yeah, for sure. Wilbur, you'll have to tell us exactly what Cheek's got if he's on the level, well, on the speed necessary that Kenny can fly him out to a national Vet Nats. and put him up. I'm sure he is. Hey, Wilbur, how's everything going in your world? How's the new bike? Uh, I couldn't be happier, dude. I'm stoked. Good, good. You happy? How do you like that new gear? Comfortable? Oh, uh, yeah. It's right back in that. I feel right at home again. That's right. Like you grew up in that stuff. Thing. Hey, Will, if you had a choice between any 450 team to ride for, how far down would Hart and Huntington be on the list? Like, would you be like Stroop and basically tell them to F off? Oh, Kenny called me and made me an offer, and, you know, if I was in, in say I was in that scenario, and, and like you said, you know, it's pretty it's pretty simple to call someone back and just say, hey, you know, thanks, but no, 
no thanks. And I've done that before, and, and right. it's, it's I not think an you, easy call because it's uncomfortable in a way, but you have to do it. Hey, I think I think you're 100% right, and maybe you should tell that to your older brother because he don't call nobody back. <laughs> well, I can't control that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. As long as you know that and I know that, so it's good. I still love the kid. Don't get me wrong. Hey, Donnie, you want to uh, tell us a little bit more where people can find out about your schools? Yeah, just uh, puremxpark.com. So it's www.puremxpark.com. Mm-hmm. And there's a little bit on there about the schools. It has our phone number and everything like that. And uh, at any time, just go ahead and give us a call, or they can shoot us an email through puremxpark.com. And, uh, yeah, so we have a track. We're open for practice a couple days a week. Um uh, doing schools here, and as well as I'm going to start traveling with some of the kids that I work with, too, to other tracks throughout Texas, just because sometimes last year I got caught up a lot here mm-hmm. um, and was always working on my track and always prepping it and getting it ready to do, you know, to work with the kids or have open practice. Well, this year I'm going to go a lot more up to uh, underground where where the Regals live, uh, maybe go up there one day a week with the kids and then go around to some of the other tracks like Oak Hill and uh, I-35 and those different places. Um, it's been kind of nice for me. We have uh, we've started this association between all of our tracks um, for this series, and hopefully we're all going to get on the same page and really start kind of working with each other in North Texas for, you know, so certain days everyone's kind of at one track rather than spreading everybody out. So. Hey, Donnie, where exactly is your track located in Texas? Um, we're about an hour and a half southeast of Dallas, so um, and then about probably two hours and fifteen minutes um, north of uh, north of Houston. So kind of not far off from the middle, um, but uh, we're about well. You remember underground and stuff like that, which is about forty, you know, forty-five minutes from Dallas. We're about forty-five minutes farther south than that. Um, a lot of people know uh, Tyler area where Swan MX Park is. Yep. About 40 minutes from there. Or Freestone, we're 40 minutes uh, east of Freestone. Okay, well, we're going to ask everybody to check it out when, if they're down in that area and, and maybe even get a lesson from the Iron Sheik and Donnie Wannett. How cool would that uh, be? Absolutely. It's, we're, we're enjoying it so far, and hopefully we can have a bunch more people come through, um, work with people all week long, but just do, you know, a couple hour lessons here and there. And we'll, we'll definitely do some group stuff along the way. Um, but you know, the personal stuff is fun too. We get, get all different, um, abilities of riders together. And, uh, it's, it's, it's been a lot of fun so far. And, and Scotty, uh, ever since you first came on the show, when Kenny brought you on, uh, I don't know, a couple months ago, uh, you told us your story, and I think everybody's rooting for you. You raced your extra interview, and it, it's I can speak for everybody. It's awesome to see you back on a bike. It's awesome to see you ride, uh, doing well riding, and it's cool that you and Donnie have teamed up, man. Donnie's good people, so it's uh, it's awesome. Thank you very much, Steve, and thank you, Kenny. I really appreciate it. And, <laughs> hey, and thank and you, George, for being my friend. Why do you call him George? How's that? What does that work? What? That's an inside joke. Okay. George! <laughs> That's my new middle name. Okay. Oh, is it? Okay, all right. That's his middle yeah, name. Yeah, I told him he has to change his name since he's living down here. we got to come up with, like, a new name because we're in Texas now, and Scott doesn't work that good. So, right. George Sheep. I don't know. We came up with something the other day. But what about Jorge? We'll figure Jorge. something out. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks very much. Hey, Scott, I'm proud of you. All right. Hey, thank, thank you, guys. All right. Scotty, I'm proud of you. Keep your chin up, bud. You too, Donnie. Thanks, you guys. All right. We'll talk to you guys soon. 
All right, Donnie Wanit and Scott Sheik. Uh, Wilbur, Sheik's back. Yes. <laughs> yes, he says. Hey, are you? Uh, where are you right now? Are you in Cali? Yeah, yeah, yes, sir, I am. Okay, so you've been testing wide open. Have you seen Tim Ferry out of the track? I actually did see him at the track last week. How do you look? Not Trey. Tim. I mean, don't think he ever looks like you know bad. I think he looks pretty pretty phenomenal. Do you have hair gel in? <laughs> Yeah, he did. He did have his. He was gelled up pretty nicely. Uh, have you started working with MC? Is that at all in your cards? Like, does he help you guys? I don't know how Geico and that works down, but is MC been around and helping? Or uh, he was there. He's been there a couple of times that I've been out there, and you know mm -hmm. he's always there for guidance. That guy uh, is full of it, um, very full of guidance and and knowledge, and uh, you know whatever so he, he says, he definitely need to hey, did he ever and listen. Did he ever help you out when you were on the, the Troy Lee bike? Because, I mean, that's where you practiced all the time anyways. Or were you not allowed out there when Geico was out there? No, they were really good about letting us out there, you know. Oh, um, I, oh, I thought you – I thought Troy Lee only got the days – I thought it was a Geico Honda deal. You guys couldn't go there. I didn't know that. Dude, you know what's crazy? Sorry, now he Now he's that guy where he could say, huh, get those Troy Lee guys out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well – I mean, they were always really cool about it. Um, they let us out there a lot. We never really got run out of there, and uh, they were always good about it. And yeah, MC did help us a lot last year, uh, particularly with my starts. And uh, once he worked with me with that, it seemed like I started clicking them off. Uh, see, so my question was kind of dumb, because I thought you didn't really work with MC before because you were Troy Lee, and so my question was dumb. But hey, Wilbur, are you riding the West Coast or the East Coast? Um, I'm thinking as of right now, it's looking like it's going to be West. That's my plan, and that's what I want to do. But you know how all that can change. So right, yeah, at any time. How's Tommy liking the Moto Concepts Yamaha? Has he got one yet? Has he been riding on it? Yeah, he's been riding the Yamaha back home. Uh, so he likes it. I, I've seen him ride it once. Um, he looked comfortable on it. I don't know. Uh, so far, he seems to be pretty happy with it. Right, right, right. And how, hey, how's your Geico bike compared to your Troy Lee bike? Same machine, That's but good. different people. It's good, man. I mean, uh, the people on the round are great. Um, we've tested a lot so far. Um, you know, like I said, and everything else I've talked to, it's always been a dream to ride there. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's uh, definitely exceeded my expectations. Like, not that I would have bad ones. You know, it's just uh, even beyond what I even imagined. And, uh, you know, I'm pretty uh, very grateful for the spot I'm that I'm in right now. Yeah, hey, I, I got some good news for you, bud. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Um, we're going to have a new test facility out here. Um, same same area, but uh, remember where, that, the, where the truck track was? Did you ever ride over there? Where they have like, yeah, yeah. that observation tower or all that really good dirt? They, they have to build a helicopter pad at Boulder City now because so many people have been getting grenaded on their night practices and Cut racing. So the city came in, and they have to have a helicopter there when they practice now to get people out of there. After, actually has to be there. Yes. Oh, Jesus. So, on so, practice days? Yeah. And race days, whatever. So they need that area where our Supercross track is. So they're going to give us that property over there, that whole deal. So we might build, like, two tracks. Um, there's a whole observation area. Like, you can park on concrete now. There's a tower you can climb up into and see everything. So um, as soon as that's ready, I'll let you know. You can come out here and ride. Whoever's on my team, you can sh you know, show them the fast way around the track. Hey, I'm ready. We and uh, Ivan and I were actually just talking about that uh, last week when we were riding together. We were thinking about... Uh, It'd be cool to get up there for a couple of days again and, and do some riding. Well, well, Ivan was supposed to be on the show tonight, but he had to bail. But uh, uh, if he if he does come up, Kenny, you better bring him on the show on a Monday night. Will uh, Will? I don't know about whoa, Ivan, whoa, but Will right. come in. Yeah, well, Ivan tells me he goes, "You don't want me to come on that show because I will take that show from you." He goes, "I'm a natural." 
I didn't. I didn't think he was anything bad when he was here, but I don't recall him being a natural radio talent. Dude, he he wasn't ask a will. superstar. Ask it will. He, he thinks he can do anything. Best at everything. Right, right. What? <laughs> I said, ask you. That Ivan thinks he can do. He's the best at everything he does. He's the best-looking guy in the world. He's the strongest. He can fight anybody. He could figure skate if you gave him eight weeks of practice. Oh yeah, he could be in the Olympics right. speed skating. Speed skating. He could do anything. He's Apollo Ono now. He's Ivan Tedesco. Oh. He's, he's yeah, yeah. You can't you can't challenge him on anything, dude. It's, it'll be never ending. Or if you are better than him, he won't stop until he beats you. <laughs> exactly. He told me straight out he could beat me in ping pong with a CD case. <laughs> uh, hey, he told me. I don't know. It's been a couple of years ago, but I got this text from him one morning that says, "Do you think I could beat you with no seat, a flat rear tire, and no foot pegs?" <laughs> I believe it. What is this guy? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. And I think he's being serious. He's like, yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, oh, hey who's, your, who's your mechanic? Do you know yet, Wilbur? Uh, yeah, we're all dialed in. Um, it's looking like it's going to be Jay Burgess. Jay Burgess. Uh, was he there last year? Who did he work for? No, coming over from uh, KTM. Right, yeah, he's at KTM, right. Oh, yeah, uh, uh, Jay's uh, Ramsey's old guy, right? Yeah, yeah, Ramsey's yeah, old guy yeah. at KTM. And then, uh, did you know Carlos went to KTM and so did Frankie? So, yep. a little bit of mechanic musical chairs, too. What did you think about that, being friends with Ivan and Frankie selling out? Because when Ivan told me, I just sent him a text going, sell out. You're an idiot. Kenny. And Frankie got Come all butthurt. Well, I mean, I can see where it'd be a bummer for sure. You know, I mean, they've been together for a while and. And uh, I can see it being a little bit of a bummer, but at the same time, you know, looking long-term, it's still business, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, I was a former top mechanic in the sport. <laughs> okay. Former parts changer. Former parts changer. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. I was waiting for somebody to bust me, but nobody said anything. Yeah. Uh, as a former mechanic, you're on a year-to-year basis. If somebody comes to you and says, hey, you're going to, like, KTM, you're going to be our guy. You've got a place to stay uh, for two, three years or whatever. And you know it's decent money because it's a factory team. You have to take that, man, because you never know. A team like Valley, how many teams, and nothing against Valley, but how many teams like Valley have come and gone in our sport? Well, you know what the good thing about the whole thing is on Frankie's? I was just totally jacking with him. But that usually doesn't work that way where the mechanic goes, hey, I'm leaving. No. The riders, the mechanics, 95% of the time get the short end of the stick. You're talking to the short end of the stick (laughs) many times. Matter of fact, the Iron Sheet gave me the short end of the stick right up my Coolio. Why did you leave the Iron Sheik? What happened? Or his dad didn't like you? No. No, no, no. no. Was well, that another, it was like was that two another? races to go. I left. But we and Scott talked, and he was going to take me with, to where, where he wanted to go. Right. But the, uh, the old corporate ladder didn't like what they had to see. Yeah, that's right. You had me. pink hair. And I, could, I could see that. Right. Yeah, so I wouldn't start. You and everybody at Honda. I wouldn't start at Moto Triple X, and we beat him. So that's cool. You beat him at one race. That's all that matters. <laughs> that's a, that was the one race that we had to win, and we did. <laughs> All right, then I'm claiming that we beat uh, uh, Jeremy McGrath. You did. Okay, all right. He's just the winningest racer of all time in Supercross, but you still beat him. Summercross 99. Yeah, we did. Yeah, for yeah. sure. He was there. But uh, right on, Wilbur. Did. You're my friend. So- sorry about the Cowboys. Oh, you're uh, ca- are you a Cowboys guy? Dude, loves those geeks. Oh, dude. Even the Raiders are better. Uh, well, I the Raiders would be a lot better if we had a quarterback. What else if you had a coach? You're down on Romo, really? Well, I mean, I'm saying, well, yeah, possibly quarterback and a new coach. How about cutting down on some of those penalties? Once again, you get an well, excessive celebration penalty. 
Well, you well, obviously, but at the same time, you know, um, I'd be stoked if I got a freaking touchdown too. I'd do a freaking somersault over the dude's head if I could too. <laughs> I guess point point well taken. It's just hard to live up to the Troy Aikman, Jimmy Johnson days, dude. Yeah, Agreed. no, it is. It that's, is. That's the problem. Or, or the the Dave Campo, um, Vinny Testaverde days. Nah. Hey, Wilbur, thanks for calling in, man. Hey, anytime. I, I, I love hearing everybody talk crap. And we're gonna have to have. We're gonna maybe have to officially put you on the level of JT, which is friend of the show. Oh, <laughs> you, you're gonna accept. You can accept the award. They're gonna have. They they named a, a freaking award after Mathis after all this time. The man friend. Oh jeez! No, no, they didn't. The, who, who came up with the man? You were the original man friend. No, I did. I, I was not. Ali Seymour was. No, Ali was the original That's man true. friend. Thank you, Justin. That's, yes. Yeah. Ali was the original man. I don't friend. know if he's the original. No, he wasn't because he got he was paid to be a, a practice bike mechanic, and that's what he did. Ali was a practice bike mechanic, and he came to, to the races to be, but he wasn't just a friend. Like, Dano didn't get no money from from right. Kevin. You didn't get any money from Timmy to be his friend. To I, I never did the things that Dano does. I don't. I I, I, I disappeared from the scene. When I just come around Timmy's Cowie truck and eat. Hey, is is DVS a sponsor of your team next year? Me? Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I mean, um, yeah. As far as I know. <laughs> so you're gonna see how good care of Dano takes care of you, and watch how he does Wyndham. Wilbur, Wilbur, <laughs> who who's Watson gonna hire? What do you think's gonna happen with his team? Wait, what do I, who do I think is going there? Yeah, like what, what's going on with Watson's team? Man, I don't know. Um, there's still some guys that are in need of, you know, of a dirt bike and, and uh, some bonuses and money and whatnot. Um, I could see possibly... Uh, Weston you know, Pike? Josh, like maybe, well, you know, I don't know. Um, Josh Hill? Ah, I could almost see it in a way. Is he going to be ready, though? Yeah, it wouldn't be a bad fit. WMG clients and Kenny Watson's team are often linked, and I can understand why. (laughs) What about Weimer and Purcell? Are those guys both going green? Wilbur, what do you know? Man, I don't know. Um, I don't either. I think they are. I wish I knew. I wish I knew more. Um, Right, right. I I hope. I hope. uh, You know, I hope Jake the best, and I know he should be getting what he deserves, and that's a good factory bike. Yeah. and as far as Kristoff, I don't know, man. He's so far under the radar, and um, I, I don't know. I know that you're both going to get something, and it's going to be factory, and I would I would hope anyway. I, I don't see them being on a privateer equipment next year, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm with you on that. His price tag is super high, Wilbur. It can't still be high. <laughs> it's still, I talked to Russ a couple days ago, dude. It's he is still holding high? his ground. Wow. He's saying, I get what I get, or I don't raise Oh, said, Austin Stroop told you that, and then turned around and signed with Valley. True. <laughs> hey, good for Valley, man. They they came to the plate and paid him what he wanted to pay, what what he wanted. I guess I don't know. How much you think you had to do with Stroop turning you down, like you're you Kenny Watson? Not much, because <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I don't know. I mean, if I did, I did. I mean, I, people that don't know me, they can judge me, but I don't think I'm that bad of a team manager. I, get, I think I, pe- get it done. I think people Wilbur, correct me if I'm wrong, but if you don't know Kenny. Well, I know Kenny, we've had fans of the show that have told me that they're scared to talk to Kenny at the races because of the way he looks and the way he... Oh, uh, I can see that. I mean, it's right. more persona he puts out, but... Right, but if you know, you know him, you realize that... Well, it's like that with yeah. anybody. If, if you don't, if you never talked to him before and you look at him and they're like, you know, if they're in you know, their zone or they're not really paying attention to you or... It's like that with anything. You can get stereotyped pretty easily. 
Yeah, it's like this. One time, look, not one time, pretty much a lot of times, when I get lucky enough to fly with my boss and I get to sit up in the front of the plane, I sit down, he sits down on the window, I sit down on the aisle. The flight attendant doesn't ask him to see his ticket. They ask to see mine. <laughs> and I go, I know what seat I'm in. So they pretty much pick me out. Like, I don't, I go, I know what seat. She goes, can I see your, t why are you asking me? Why don't you ask him? Can I answer that for you? Sure. Hart's definitely better looking. Not that I'm gay or nothing, but he's definitely better looking. I, 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 I would agree. Okay. I'm not gay. So that's but why. I, I agree. But I'm just saying, people stereotype people right. all the time. But he's got, he's got tattoos and, and all that fun stuff. True. Right. But he's sick. So. <laughs> all right. All right, Wilbur. Hey, thanks for calling on. Thanks for coming on and, uh, and discussing with us all things motocross. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. And, uh, yeah, Watson, hit me up when the track's ready, and we'll, we'll be there. Yeah, hit me up when it starts raining down there, because that's when everyone's going to call. And <laughs> and it's crazy. So uh, I'm only going to let so are you gonna drag three, are I'm gonna only gonna let two or three guys ride up here. And you know what? Will Hahn Will's is on one the of list. Them. He is Are you going to drag Hanny to the show? Hanny is one another guy on my list that can come here ride, and Ivan Tedesco's the other guy. Everybody else, they're going to have to take a hall pass. Because those are my three so, guys. So I'm, on the, I'm guaranteed on the list. You're no, guaranteed. I need a Canadian guy. As long as you don't, as as you don't guy. say, hey, is it cool if I bring this guy and this guy like you try to do with Cole Seeley and I had to clip Whoa, it? Oh, you did that? Yeah. Well, come on, that's they were mean. teammates. Because they, teammates. they automatically assume because they're on the team and that's their teammate that they're going to come along. Kind of like how you clipped JT when we were driving around waiting for you to go to the track. Correct. Yeah. If he wouldn't have thrown a, a freaking broomstick at my guy's front wheel, he could have rode. Uh, I, I need a Canadian guy on the track, too, by the way. Ain't going to happen. Uh, no. uh, yes, it's going to happen. Why don't you just build a mosque at the track for Kenny while you're at it, dude? Oh, God. You and your Canadian stuff. Wilbur, you hit me up. You're out there anytime you want, my friend. And you have a roof over your head with a soft At the pillow. Holiday Inn, dude, good breakfast. They keep an eye on the, on the bikes for us and everything there. No, we got a better well. place. It's like home. It's my new house, and you're more than welcome. Oh, great, great. Well, sounds perfect. Hey, why don't you fill us in? What are your thoughts? Who do you think is going to H&H? Who you guys been talking to? We've been trying to get it out of him. He won't give up. Yeah, the he's been getting. I mean, there is only a few guys left, but I mean, There's I just a can't. lot of guys left. Come on. Well, who are you and who is it going south with? Kenny. Well, I was talking to Burn, and he took the ride okay. with the, with the Butler brothers. Okay. Um, I've been in a conversation with Nick Way. Nick Way would be good. I was pushing that one. I offered him a rental. But I, I would like to think like one guy I I really want to get is Chris Blos. There's slim pickings out there, and I don't think Chris Bloss is going to be the guy that's going to be, you know, a top five guy. But I cannot ask for a harder worker and a better guy to represent my team and someone that will not, you know, sissy out on me and give me 150 uh, percent. Nick Way's not going to uh, sissy out on you. I'm not worried about that. I'm, right. I'm not saying. I mean, that's one guy. If I have to have a a, a, a and a B Nick guy, Nick Way beat Chris Bloss in the points this year, by the yeah, way. Yeah, he did. But Chris Bloss is 21 and years old, and he did. He had a good showing. He, you know, finished 12th in the series. Are you he finished. Mad at him? A six in the series. Can, I mean, a, a six at a race. We can discuss it later. Okay. You know. But Chris is a good dude. And the other guy, I don't, we just have to see what happens. Maybe, I mean, maybe the it might be J-Law. Who knows? The other guy. Hey, J-Law's been calling you, right? Uh, He's calling everybody at this point. He, he, the phone's been ringing. Put it that way. So maybe it's J-Law. Who knows? J-Law and Hart and Huntington. I can see it now. I can see an agent clash at that point. Yeah, how's that going to go? <laughs> is he still working with Hollywood? Yeah. Hollywood works with them. Dude, uh, Hollywood has a bad kidding? rap, dude. You, Holly, you, you and me debated about this. You could, he grabbed you, what you said, what he said. All I know is that dude has brought a lot to the table. I for agree. The sport. I, didn't, I didn't argue for that. For the sport. I People can say that. that guy's this, he's that. Yes. Well, I bad. know what that guy's done. My and, bad. And somehow he pulls in, he keeps pulling him in. 
There's, and you know what? One deal. Kudos to him. I agree. Kudos to him. If you don't like him as a guy, that's your deal. I like Scott. Wilbur's, I've always liked Scott. Wilbur's like, hey, can I go now? Wilbur's like, dude, I gotta go, dude. <laughs> all right, let's go. Uh, Later, Wilbur. Dude, I just, I like, I like, I like hearing this stuff. So I, I agree with Chris. I think that I think he'd be good. Yeah. He all right, you got, you got the approval. All right. What's all that? Right. Do you give me? Are you giving me the approval for blows? Dude, I think so. I mean, I think like you just said. I think you just said it. All you right, know, you know what you're gonna get every weekend, and you're gonna okay. get 100. Hey, percent All right, so, so you, know what? you just cleared it up for me. I've been thinking about it for a month, like Timmy Ferry would say. <laughs> you're gonna see a press release in the next few days. I'm gonna uh, let it out right now. Chris Bluffs will be writing for you. Hey, someone in the that? chat room says when J Law loses his court mandated ankle bracelet, he can always borrow Kenny's. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Wow! Uh, that's hey, funny. I can honestly say, out of all the times I've been here, I've never seen an ankle bracelet on Kenny. No, no, he doesn't have one. I don't have one, dude. I've never even, I don't even have a felony, dude. I've never even been arrested. Because fell off seven years I ago. I don't even have a felony, he says. I, have, yeah, I, don't make, I, don't, I, don't I haven't either. been in jail over 24 hours. I get out. <laughs> right, right. I get, the only time I've ever been arrested was because I had a warrant for a freaking traffic, traffic ticket. ticket. That's it. I got thrown in jail for reckless driving. I'm a good dude. Everyone thinks I'm this Hardcore idiot troublemaker. I'm a mellow guy. You need to pull your pants up more in the pits, though. Dude, pull them up now. Are you seeing this shit? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. All right, Wilbur. We really got to go. Uh, yep. <laughs> All right. I'll Love get out of here. Love you, buddy. Peace. See ya. Will Hahn, everybody. Uh, Geico Honda, Will Hahn. Good guy, Wilbur, by the way. Awesome. Don't man. know whatever happened to his Racer X column. It only lasted two issues. Two? Not sure, not sure what happened there. Maybe only one. I didn't even know he had a column. Exactly. He did. I don't know what happened. He did two issues, and they, they clipped him, or he stopped writing it. I don't know, but it didn't seem to be much of a fair shot to uh, to do this. Hey, you want to get Greg Albion on the uh, Greg Albertson? Yeah, why don't you get Albion on when I go uh, check on my uh, car? I think it might be getting towed. Okay. All right. Kenny Watson leaving the facility right now. He's just checking up on the on the Toyota Tercel out front, dude. What do you think about uh, uh, J-Law and Hart Huntington? I don't see it happening. Why not? Uh, I would think they, they need somebody that's going to ride every race. I mean, it, honestly, it, of the people that are out there, you want somebody that's going to show up and ride every race. Okay, but what about what about the what about the desperation makes for f- for funny things, like a read thing? I mean, totally opposite. But you're on your last chance. You're going to show everybody. I just don't think that H and H is in a position to do that. They're not. They don't need. To throw out the charity. Is it a charity, though? I, th- I would think. We know he's talented. Eh, but, again, I-, I want somebody there every week. I mean, just of the people but he's mentioned, right? Right. You know Nick Way is going to show up every week as he's – But wouldn't J-Law have to show up every week or get – I mean, because this is it. They've been saying this is it for how well, many – The first time that he doesn't show up at a race or pulls some weirdo thing, Hart and Kenny clip Listen, him. My question I mean, is this. Okay. If he put his own million dollars or half a million or whatever on the line. I don't think he has a million dollars. What I'm saying is after his chance. If J-Law did, yeah. No, no. He already put his own money on the line for his team. Yeah. Correct? Right, correct. If he wouldn't do it for his own money, why would he do it for somebody else's money? That is a good point. So he had a make-or-break opportunity, and it didn't didn't happen. Sorry. Kenny, can can J-Law get back to where he was or or what's he the kid, he's young. Yeah. He's had some. He's had definitely had some crossroads in his life. Yeah. P- 
People change. People grow up. It's up to him. If he wants to do it, he has all the talent in the world. The kid can ride a dirt bike. He's out there qualifying for main events, not even trying. For sure. Okay. So you're telling me that you don't think he can get back to that? I think I'm he can. I'm asking you. Yeah, yeah. I think he okay. can. All right. Let's get uh, Greg Alberton on the line I don't here. think that's a question. He can. But yep. is somebody going to take a chance? Right. When you've invested your own money and, yeah. and dropped the ball? You got a good point. Well, you know what the other good point is? There's not too many other guys out there to pick from right now. For sure. It's a good point, too. We're all making good points tonight. Well, we're all smart, intelligent. Yeah, we are. And handsome. Greg Alberton coming in on the line, former world champion. Your call has been national forwarded world champion. to an Really? Is this your guy? <laughs> this is, is this what you this hook is, up? Uh, oh, wait. You know what? I dialed the wrong number. My bad. Uh, okay. Wah, 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 bad. Wah, 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 My bad. Wah. Kenny, the Tercel okay up front? The Toyota? Yeah, the Honda good? Accord I got. Oh, my bad. I thought that it was a Tercel. What's wrong with an Accord? My wife drove an Accord for a while. My wife drove one, too. Okay. The, I just. My wife still does. The Toyota's a little bit better, I think. I mean, Tercel is better? Well, they're racing Toyota in, in, in NASCAR these days, not, not Honda. Greg Alberton, hey, you're live on the air on the Pulp MX Show. This is Steve Mathis. I got Kenny Watson with me, my buddy JR. How are you? Hey, good, man. Excited to hang out with you guys. How you doing? Yeah, it's cool. Thanks for coming on the show, man. appreciate it. And uh, and uh, I don't know if you've listened much to the show, but we've been doing a lot of silly season talk. And uh, right off the bat, before we get into what you've been doing, uh, it's, it's, a t- it's a hard time for riders these days, isn't it, Albie? You know, it is. I mean, especially with the economy the way it is, it's uh, definitely a tough time. And, you know, you work your whole life to get to the point where you get a factory ride, and now there's uh, a bunch of guys that are finding themselves without deals. And not only that, the budgets are so tight that, uh, you know, they're almost riding for free. So, no, it's definitely tough, but it's kind of like uh, the real world for the rest of us. Only the, <laughs> the fittest and the most successful are going to survive, and the rest of us are going to have to regroup. Yeah, no doubt about it. It's kind of crazy world we live in when Chad Reed, you know, can't, can't find a home right now, um, you know, Supercross champion. You know, I agree with you. It's, it's very tough, and, and I feel for Chad. Well, in a way, I feel for him, but I think he's got plenty of cash in the bank, so <laughs> I don't feel for him too bad. Yeah, yeah, DV, uh, David Villeman made a, a Twitter post, uh, something about I retired at the right time because uh, a guy like Villeman was in the heyday, you know, making a lot of money, and uh, nowadays not so much. But what's, uh, what's been going on with Greg Alberton lately? Well, I'm, I'm probably going through it like the rest of most people. Uh, you know, the, the economy's tough. I've been in real estate, so I've definitely got my ass kicked left and right. And, uh, you know, just trying to make things happen. But, uh, you know, still love the sport of motocross and, and I'm in a way missing it and kind of feeling the pull, uh, you know, not to come back to racing or anything like that, but, but to the pull to be involved in some way or another. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, just, uh, you know, trying to go through life. And, and I actually got a brand-new product I'm very excited about, a new crutch that uh, we're bringing into the country. Not that uh, you know anyone wants to be hurt, but uh, at least while you're on crutches, it's going to make your life a lot easier. So that's one of the things I'm working on. Yeah, have you seen these cr- crutches, Kenny? Uh, Shorty had a set on. They grasp around your forearm. They're fully ratchable, adjustable, plastic uh, stickers on them and stuff. They're like a cool-looking crutch, I guess you'd say. Is it like a Euro, cu- Euro crutch? I don't know. In a way, I mean, in a way, it's a Euro crutch. It's definitely a forearm crutch, but, uh, you know, I don't want to get all into the boring technicalities of it, but if anybody's ever been on crutches, they're very uncomfortable. Either your underarms are killing you, or even in Europe, the forearm crutches, your hands are killing you, whereas this gives you the flexibility and, uh, you know, it spreads the load over your entire forearm and, uh, you know, reduces all the pain and everything, and they look cool, as you said, Steve. Hey, Albie, who, uh, did you, do you have a partner in this, or could it be any 
anybody from South Africa that maybe helped out with the, designing the Liat brace? Any of those views, or is this uh, totally different? You know, it's it's not anybody, but it is actually my brother uh, who's designed and patented this thing. Actually, wow. he's a, kind of an inventor type guy, and uh, he's you know been on crutches. Times to go, man. There's got to be a smarter way. Hence the name Smart Crutch. So uh, yeah, he, he's come up with it, and uh, it's really starting to explode worldwide for him. Yeah. Oh. So SmartCrutch.com is that where somebody can go, or SmartCrutchUSA.com. Yep. SmartCrutchUSA.com. People check that out, and uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a better way of getting around. You're right. I spent a, a summer on crutches back in the day, and my underarms are probably still still recovering. Dude. I, I still have the memories of when I broke my femur back in 2000. Miserable. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, hey, one of the questions we got, uh, I got in the chat room, I got an email, and Kenny brought it up. Remember when you hit that deer? <laughs> <laughs> I guess you get that a lot, right? Well, I ever forget, man. I'm leading one of the most prestigious races in the world, the Motocross Dis Nations. I've got LaRocca behind me. I'm pulling like two seconds a lap. And coming down this hill in Switzerland, the next minute this deer runs straight into me, right into my triple clamps. And the next minute I'm cartwheeling down the track, and oh. you know, the rest is history. And it's on YouTube. I think it's out there. I saw it on YouTube, I believe. I'm surprised it's not one of those I've, crazy I've videos. never seen any footage of it. It was kind of at the back of the track a little bit. Uh, I think Motocross Action had a picture of me getting up after the fact, but uh, no, nothing oh. like that. I mean, you know, yeah. it was before the days where everybody had a video camera on their phone and stuff. Yeah, exactly. So the, did the deer make it? You obviously did. No, no, he was toast. His neck was oh. broken, and he was lying in the track like, you know, that, that shake of death. And, yeah. uh, I mean, I was stunned myself, and, yeah, it was, it was ugly. Dude, you didn't get I would have picked him up and put him over my shoulder and took a photo. <laughs> <laughs> I was ready to kill it. Yeah, yeah did what you did. <laughs> so what, uh, I see you, uh, well, last time I saw you ride, I think, was it Glen Helen National last year? You rode the... the the okay. sort of legends race or whatever was that the last time I saw you race? No, it's longer than that. I think it was a couple years ago. Was I did it? that okay. two-stroke race at Glen Helen. All right, okay. And so, how much do you get out and still ride? You know, a little bit. Um, as I say, I miss the sport in a lot of ways, and uh, just to get out there and bust a few laps once in a while is great. I was out there with uh, Tyler Rattray about three months ago, and uh, yeah, just had a good speed for about three laps, and then the tongue <laughs> came out and got stuck in the spokes a little bit. Right, right. Uh, hey, if anybody wants to call in and talk to Greg Alberton, former world champion, national champion, 702-586-7857. Uh, give us a call, and uh, and you can talk to Albie, or maybe you can talk to Watson if that's what you really need. But No one wants to talk to me. Hey, uh, Albie, are you still uh, affiliated with Travis Wicks? No, not uh, not anymore. You know, he worked for us for a couple of years, did a great job, and then he actually moved to Arizona uh, and uh, fell in love out there. So he's he's in Arizona. I, I haven't spoken to him for about a month, but uh, yeah, he was still out there. That's a good man right there. Hey, yeah, uh, he sure is. He sure is. You know those, those uh, the crutches, the smart crutches. I mean, they're super cool and they work good. But uh, what's it like going up to a rider and saying, "Hey, I got crutches for you"? That must be a little, uh, I don't know, just kind of funny, maybe. Well, I mean, <laughs> put it this way: they bummed out enough about the injury, yeah. and now they and now they got underarm pain, so they're going, "Hey, what the heck? Let me try it." So, oh, okay, uh, all right. Uh, you know, the, the feedback I've had from the guys who've tried it has been very positive, and um, you know, it's not for everybody. But when you're on crutches, all it takes is a couple of days, and you're going, "Wow, man, it's got to be something better." Yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, coming, my mother works in the medical industries, or did. And uh, I know that that's a huge market out there, huge. 
Yeah. Are you guys marketing it just through uh, through the sport, through the industry, or are you guys trying to get it in the full medical end of it too? No, we uh, we realize the the motocross market is a small market for, as you mentioned, the medical market. I mean, they sell three million sets of crutches a year in the U.S. So you know, Smart Crutch is well positioned to you know really take advantage of some of that market share. And uh, we actually this month are coming out uh, one of the biggest distributors in the country, uh, irrelevant Salmon's Preston. Uh, we're in their catalog. I mean, they saw the product and they're like, man, this is something new and interesting. So. No, we were excited. I mean, there's, there's huge things in store for it, and uh, we saw an opportunity. And being a serial entrepreneur that I am, I was like, man, i, I got to jump on board with this. Yeah, I think uh, knowing you and your background and knowing what you've done uh, off your bike and to, to be successful in life away from motocross, I, I have no doubt in my mind that you will pull this off because uh, anything that you've done, it seems like has worked out for you and your family, man. Well, you're kind. I appreciate it. I don't feel like it right now. As I said, I've been in real estate, and I got my ass kicked left and right lately, but I appreciate those kind words. Well, <laughs> yeah, I'm on the website right now. Actually, you got Shorty featured right on the website. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he was awesome. And then, uh, actually, Timmy Ferry, I got a call from Evie about uh, three weeks later saying uh, Timmy had crutch envy. Could I please send him a set? So I did. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then I know for sure they work good then if Timmy used them, but... Uh, uh, hey, Albie, uh, talking about your racing career a little bit. Now, obviously, you won two world titles, which is an amazing accomplishment. But your 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 ninety nine national title, like what what ranks better for you? What's the what's the, what are you more proud of? If it's possible to be, you know, to value one of those over the other, is it the national titles or the world titles? Well, let me uh, correct you for a second. There was three world titles. Oh. I worked hard for the last one. I so forgot. Change I'm there. sorry. One, one, one. <laughs> How could I forget when you came over? One, one, one for for each title. That's right. That's right. You know, it, it's different. I mean, to be honest with you, I don't think the American fans really saw me in my prime. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I went over to Europe at 17 and uh, had a couple years of sort of getting getting the European sort of. Uh, uh, scene set up, and then I won three titles in a row, you know, 125 and then two 250s. And then I came over here feeling pretty cocky and confident that I was going to come over and kick some butt. Mm -hmm. And I was just plagued with injuries for about 18 months straight. I mean, I was just yeah. gone from one injury to the next to the next. So, I mean, the, Europe, uh, the American public never really saw me at my best. I mean, I was a, a beaten-up rider really trying to come back from, you know, almost the brink of oblivion. I mean, I think everybody realizes if I didn't win the 99 championship, uh, I probably would never have won again. So, I mean, I really strived mm -hmm. so hard to win that championship. Um, which is the sweetest? I don't know. I mean, yeah. winning my first world championship probably has got to be the sweetest because you're a total unknown. Right. I come from South Africa. There's never been a South African world champion ever. You know, to move to Europe and finally achieve this dream that I've had since I was 12 years old, I mean, I think that's probably got to top the charts. And right. then, you know, the 99 championship was like a redemptive championship. It's like, man, I've come, you know, from back from nothing again and, and finally won. So, you know, they're, they're all sweet. Uh, right. But I'd have to say the first one was the sweetest. And also, too, another thing to think about is uh, guys like Rattray and Grant Langston. I mean, they've come out and said that you were their inspiration, that they could get off of self, self, get out of South Africa and become something. And in a way, you know, you're a part of their titles, too, because they, I mean, Langston's story of going to Europe with his dad and Andrew with no money, 
And, you know, but they just knew that Albie did it. Albie did it. We can do it. You know what I mean? Like, it, yeah, it, I know. It, yeah. There's no question about it. And, I mean, you know, I, I look at Grant and I see what he's achieved. And, you know, it's very arguable whether he's the greatest rider ever to come out of South Africa. I mean, he's achieved an immense amount. But it is nice to know that I've paved the way, you know, because, as I say, when I won that first world championship, it, until that day I won it, there had never been a South African mm-hmm. world champion. And it was like, can we do it? Can we do it? Can we do it? And, you know, that obviously answered all the questions when I did win it. It was like, man, this is just incredible. What a, what a feeling. Yeah, I bet. And then as, so that kind of bums you out coming full circle. It kind of must bum you out a little about the South African MXDN team, huh? Well, you know, I wrote that off a long time ago, unfortunately. <laughs> I mean, I try to get involved many, many times. And yeah. just like most wonderful things like America, politics can kill it and, you know, politics can kill sport. And when right. you're dealing with a bunch of yahoos are in control, uh, that, <laughs> that that is unfortunately what happens. So, yeah, it does disappoint me, obviously. Uh, but, I mean, it's kind of the, the nature of the beast, and a lot of countries go through that. I mean, you saw Italy even having issues yeah. sending Carioli, you know, the Disney nations because of a logo or something like that. It's just kind of crazy. Yeah, and same thing. I mean, I'm Canadian, so I've also tried to get involved with the team as much as I can, and it is politics, man. We never send our best three riders. It's always politics, so I, I hear you on that. We got a couple calls. You want to take some calls from fans? Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's do it. Does anyone still remembers me? <laughs> Papa Mech Show, you're on the air with Greg Albertine. Who's this? This Hasbin. Hey, Hasbin, what's up? Hey, uh, Greg, you, were you involved with that, um, that indoor motorcycle track that was supposed to happen in Trenton, New Jersey, uh, going back about five, six, seven years ago? You know, I remember at uh, the X Arena. I never actually got involved uh, there was a you know a couple guys that approached me on it, spoke about it, you know had some big grandiose plans and stuff like that. Um, and funny enough, the guy uh, who was uh, behind it all called me about three four months ago, just out of the blue, and we we chatted for a little bit. It sounds like a form of it sort of happened, and you know, but but uh, no, not 100 percent, not directly involved. I just heard about it, and it sounds like an exciting opportunity. Yeah, yeah, because I, I, I just heard that I thought you were an investor. Yeah, that guy's involved with another motorcycle venture in South Jersey somewhere. But, um, hey, uh, the last national you raced, I think it was uh, Glenn Helen. It had to be like 95, 96, if I'm not mistaken, when you took a crazy crash and pirouetted on your uh, foot tank. You can take that a was, crash. Uh, that, that was not the last national. That was 96, correct. Yeah, I yeah. was... Uh, I was racing a bike that, that really had a hard time getting uh, pulling the skin off a milk tart. It was so uh, underpowered. So, you know, typical, one of the things I've always struggled with is sort of riding and not having to overcompensate for the bike. So that was just a really shoddy bike, and I was riding the wheels off that thing and railed around the outside of that berm. And, uh, yeah, it was a spectacular crash uh, for sure. Yep. All right. Well, Thanks, Glad you lived through it. That's a big fan. Appreciate it. Okay, take care. Hey, Albie, are you and Ian still pretty tight? I know you guys were like, you know, like brothers when you first got over here. Are you and uh, Ian Harris still pretty uh, tight to connected or what? We are very, very tight. Actually, I just stopped in the other day because, uh, you know, it was him and Roger's first day on the job at KTM. So I was down in Temecula, had a meeting out there and uh, stopped in just to say hi and stuff. So, uh, yeah, now Ian and I are very tight and I love that guy like a brother. And, uh, yeah, excited for the opportunities they got over there. Yeah, I was telling Steve when I found out that you were going to be on the show, I'm like, you know, the first time I ever met you and Ian had to be 95. That was the first year you came over? Yep, that was the first year. And I was at Bud's Creek in the parking lot working on 
Brian Deegan's bike at the time, and I was parked next to Ian because the whole other Suzuki team was on the other end of the parking lot. And I guess he got there late because he used to get lost a lot <laughs> when he first got there. So uh, he, we, I started talking to him, and he was totally cool. And he had a, uh, that's when his wife was on the road with him pretty much the whole time, right? The first year. That's right. Yeah, that, that was a box fan day. Exactly, and I remember. He introduced himself. We started talking and then asked me. We were going to Southwick the week later and asked if he could follow me there. And we started talking, whatever. And that's when I first met you. And I was telling Steve how, like, I didn't know who you were. And you introduced yourself. And, you know, we started talking. And, you know, that's the first time I met you. But that was the first um, impression I had of Ian. And Ian and I still are, you know, I see him at the races. It's not like I go to dinner with a guy. But he's always been, you know, a super good guy to me, at least. And, you know. I, I just wonder if you guys still have contact, that's all. No, absolutely. He's one of those uh, friends for life, you know. You uh, And you're 100% right. He's a super good guy and uh, always will be, no question about as a, that. As a former mechanic, I always thought it was cool that you brought your buddy from Europe who helped you win to America and you stuck with him and he stuck by you. I mean, yeah, then he became a sort of a motor guy at Suzuki or Roger's uh, Roger's assistant there, but he still was around, and, and it's just really he cool to see. He brought him from South Africa. Did I know. Did your guy, yeah. was, you said from Europe. But did no, but he brought him from South Africa to Europe, Europe to... So did he work with you for all your championships in Europe? No, not all of them, but, but basically what happened is we were friends in South Africa growing up racing, and, uh, and I actually went to Europe. I left, and he was just a, a diesel mechanic for one of the public uh, municipalities there. And uh, anyway, the mechanic I had just wasn't working out in that. And my dad said, well, hey, what about uh, bringing Ian over? So I was like, oh, I'd love that. You know, first yeah. we have a good buddy over there, and secondly, mechanic. Anyway, so for the 1992 season, the first year I won my world championship, he actually came over. And, I mean, oh, what an experience for him. You know, this young kid who's just sort of raced for fun, and all of a sudden he gets thrown in the <laughs> GP scene. And yeah. now the very first race of the year, I'm leading the championship, and he's got all this pressure on him. And back then it was three motos, three 25-minute motos plus two laps. So, I mean, you had, you had to go through that whole bike prep thing three times in the day. I mean, it yeah. was immense. And uh, anyway, yeah, then came over in 95, and he came with me. And that was part of the whole deal for me to come to Suzuki at the time is, you know, they didn't really have a program at all. So uh, I sat down with Roger in Belgium, and I said, listen, I'm making this jump. I'd like you to be the team manager. This is sort of the criteria. So mm -hmm. it was a good package team. Roger came over as a team manager, and Ian and I came over to, to race. Yeah, just too bad those bikes, like everybody says, and even even Roger admitted, you know, when 95, 96, 97, the bikes weren't where they needed to be. When MC rode too, you know, it was just kind of one of those deals where you guys were trailing the pack a little bit. I wouldn't say a little bit. I think 96 <laughs> season, they came out with a whole brand new bike. I mean, that thing was pushing out like 38 horsepower. This is a 250. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, the, at the end of the day, like 2005, Carmichael's bikes were pushing out north of 50. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it, we had such a long way to go. That bike was such a disaster. And uh, unfortunately, in hindsight, I think several of my inju injuries were contributed just trying to overcompensate for that bike. Right, right. Well, let's take this call here. Is that why you jumped off in Tampa? <laughs> <laughs> that, no, that's exactly right. I, I would come off practice. I go, McGrath, how the heck are you going out of this inside of the corner yeah. and jumping this thing in second? I'm having to clip third on the face, <laughs> hanging off the back, trying to get over this thing. And yeah, you saw I came up way short. And the 125s are just yeah, yeah. exactly. Lammy's uh, 125. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, Papa Mexico, you're on the air with Greg Alberton. Uh, who's this? Hello. You're on. Hi, I'm calling. I'm not thinking back to 1990, 
when I'm looking at my stuff here, Greg can remember Wayne Smith, Gary Galway, Gary Nell, Ricky Snedden, and all those guys we raced with. Oh. I do. I very, very well remember. That's a good old South African accent there. Listen to that. <laughs> yeah, and I remember that well. Obviously, 1990, I already left, and I was in Europe, but I think maybe you're talking about 89. Yeah, it was your first sort of race in the 125 senior, then the open senior class at Corabrick. I raced that same national, and you were gone shortly after that. Yeah, you ever no, think that's of all right. those old from... guys in those old days? Yep, I sure do, man. I sure do. It was a, it was a good rivalry, and my dad said to me, you know, you're not going to be good enough to race overseas unless you can beat everybody in South Africa every weekend. You know, so that was part of my reason for jumping up to the seniors, which was the older guys, uh, you know, at 16 years old. Yeah, so you were 16 racing against the pros of South Africa then? Uh, exactly. Yeah. And, and, you know, local pro type right. guys. I right. mean, I don't think anybody was getting rich, but yeah, absolutely. I uh, turned 16 and won the championship and then jumped up for the last few races and they were off overseas. Who's the American guy that moved to South Africa and won a bunch of titles in the mid-80s? Paul Lindsay? No. Uh, <laughs> no, it's uh, the king of saddles, That's Jim it. Tarantino. Jim Tarantino. Do you remember him? Was he t- you, before your time? No, no, no. Nope. I remember him very well. I mean, in the mid-80s, uh, you know, Yamaha had Rex Staten over there. Kawasaki had Brian Myerskoff. Oh, wow. Uh, Suzuki had Jim Tarantino, and Honda had Larry Wasik. So uh, motocross was booming in South Africa in the mid-'80s, and we had all this international talent, which really raised the bar. I mean, it was incredible. So, uh, <laughs> And then Jim's actually still down there. He has a very big import business. He imports parts and limited products and everything. He's still down there. Oh, so wow. Jim Tarantino does? Yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a Thor importer and you know yeah, a bunch of other products. Do you know his kid, Josh? Or is that you his know, uncle? I don't. Is that his uncle? No, I think it's his No, uncle. it's not his kid. It's yeah. his uncle. It's his is uncle. It? Okay. It's his uncle. Uh, that's funny. So Myerskoff and all, this is like a regular, like, kind of like competition down there. That's cool. I didn't oh, know that. Oh, man, it yeah. was unbelievable. And Rex taught the whole BP Yamaha team how to cheat and <laughs> cut the track and do T-bone guys. It was, it was funny. Right. <laughs> hey, uh, Caller, are you calling from South Africa? No, I'm, I'm living in Mount Vernon, Indiana. Oh. I moved here from Botswana. I lived in Botswana for 12 years, and so I've moved over here 10 years ago. And I'm still racing. I race in Illinois in a club championship over there and still having fun. 47 years old, still doing it. Oh, that's cool. Awesome. Good, good, man. Well, if I'm ever out there, I'll have to uh, look you up, Carl. Thank you very much. Hey, I don't want to jinx you, dude, but if anything ever goes wrong, you know what to use for crutches, right? <laughs> okay, I know. Got to support the, the fellow South African. Absolutely. Right on, buddy. Thanks for the call. Thanks, Thanks man. Bye. Oh, I thought we were getting our first ever call from South Africa. I was yeah, say- I know. It would be, uh, what time would it be there? Probably like 6 a.m., something like that. 5 a.m. in the morning. Yeah. Everyone's asleep. We've Some had- dude called us from Europe at like 4 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, we've, ha- we've had Belgium guys and Germany guys. Some uh. dude called me from, from Europe and said he was going to the McDonald's cafe. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> McDonald's Cafe. Cafe. Hey, Albie, what do you think of, I wanted to get to that call, and, and certainly if you want to give us a call, 702-586-7857, chat with uh, world, world and national champion Greg Alberton, but what do you think of Roger and Ian making that move? Uh, thoughts on that? that? That certainly shook the industry a little bit. Well, you know, I, I was probably a little closer to the deal than most, mm-hmm. and um uh, funny enough, the head of off-road for KTM Worldwide is a good friend of mine, Pitt Byra. Yep. 
he, he and him and I raised GPs together, and he always used to come stay at my house in South Africa in the winter when it was too cold to train in Europe, and we'd train together and get ready for the GPs. So uh, he was over here in uh, January for Anaheim and uh, was a little disgruntled with everything and the whole team and you know, spoke to me and said, who do you think would make a good team manager and that? And I actually thought throughout... Uh, Ian and Roger being a great team because I was a little bit behind the scenes. You know, Ian had sort of shared with me that Suzuki was very non-committal about, you know, the following years and you know, well, we'll do one year at a time. And anyway, things were a little precarious there. So um, I, I was, I found it kind of amusing about six months later to hear that uh, they were in talks and uh, all of a sudden the deal was done. But you know, I think I think they make a great team. I think Roger wants to sort of be in it for the next three years. I mean, Roger's, I believe, 67, something like that, incredibly fit and strong for his age. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I don't know how much longer he wants to do it. And then, uh, you know, I think Ian would make a great team manager. He's had a lot of experience and uh, it would be the perfect role for him in, in three years' time. Uh, yeah, so you didn't say Kenny Watson. That name never never escaped your lips. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen you, Kenny, for a long time, man. How are you, pal? Uh-huh. My, my feelings are a little hurt, but besides that, I'm all right. Perhaps you. Uh, we know that Roger. We know that Roger and Ian took Dungey to the Supercross and outdoor title. But perhaps if you looked at the 11th place in Supercross, you would have saw Kenny's rider, Chris Bloss. And if you were paying attention in 2010, I took my rider to the top of the podium for the top privateer honor. Yeah, there you go, Albie. <laughs> There you go, pal. And weren't you the mechanic for Mr. Deegan when he ghost rode his bike <laughs> off the uh, Coliseum finish line? And and the winner of the, the 1996 Moto1 at Mount Morris for Scott Sheik. The, the there cred- you go. There you go, dude. You got, you got lots of history here, man. Lots of cred. Street cred. Yeah. Per- oh, man. Perhaps we talk about 99 Summercross beating Jeremy McGrath on a Steve Mathis tune. Hey, let me ask you a question. And this might sound a little odd. So... Um, I would say when you go riding here pretty quick, uh, what's the chances of you being on an orange bike now? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's a good question because uh, I don't know if anybody's been at any of the local tracks. I've been riding a 2004 RM250 (laughs) because uh, I got cut off from Suzuki last year uh, because of budget cuts and that. And in 24 years of riding, I haven't bought a bike, and I wasn't planning to buy one anytime soon. So uh, it's kind of funny. I I, I may be on on an orange bike. uh, I will see. Have you you even ridden the 350 at all yet or no? No, I have not. I have not ridden it. Uh, It sounds like a really cool bike to ride and, and probably a lot of fun. I mean, obviously... Yeah, I'm 190 pounds, 195 pounds. So it'd probably be a little bit underpowered for me if you know if I was really trying to race it. But if it's just for a fun ride, I think it would probably be great. Uh, yeah, I gotta say, Albie, you're one guy like, like you say you want to get back into the industry and all that. But uh, it seemed like you were very happy to hang the boots up when you did, and you're very content with it as well, huh? You know, Steve, I was probably one of the few guys that retired because I wanted to. Right, uh, you right. know, m- most guys go out either because they're injured or they can't find a ride or whatever. I mean, I-, I was ready to retire, and I think probably part of that was I'd worked so hard to come back from so many injuries that when I finally won the championship, it was such a relief. And then I was ready to defend it, yeah. but then I ended up breaking my femur and you know, then tore my ACL without even crashing. And it was just, <laughs> it was just so much for me. It was like... I cannot give this sport 110% anymore like I have. I've had to fight so hard to get to this point. And I had two years left, or one year left on my contract. It was a two-year deal with Suzuki. I was mm-hmm. making a million five a year, you know, all in. And I was like, 
you know what, I, I, if I cannot give my sponsors 100%, then I've got to find something else that I can do that I can give it. So I actually asked to be released out of my contract, and that's when Suzuki signed Wyndham for the following year and that. Yep. And, um, you know, I have no regrets. I mean, there's two things I miss, and that's standing on top of the podium, knowing, knowing I've kicked everybody's ass, and the paychecks. But other than that, I don't <laughs> miss anything, and I have absolutely no regrets. It's yeah. been, been a great career. If you had to do it over, coming from Europe as a three-time world champion, and we see it now. It's happening now. Would you have taken that Supercross off the first year? You know, because that now we're seeing these kids even taking Supercross off. Uh, you know, Barsha, Tomac, uh, that sort of deal. Would you have done that? Yeah, absolutely. Not even a question. And, and here's why. Uh, one is I got onto a brand new bike that was not really developed and mm-hmm. not right. Two is when I came over here, Suzuki didn't even have a Supercross track. I remember training in the hills uh, of Riverside, uh, trying to get ready for the Supercross season with no Supercross time whatsoever. So absolutely, wow. I would have taken a year off and you know let the team develop and get ready and that. I mean, I, I don't want to say it would have, should have, could have, but I, I know for a fact I could have won that 95 Outdoor National Championship if I'd come in healthy. The only year I was healthy in outdoors was the 99 season. That was the only season I came into the outdoors healthy. Right. And But hey, so having said that, you did manage to win the 98, 97 Coliseum, Coliseum race, Supercross race. Which? My one and only Supercross race. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What uh, you know, if, <clears throat> I mean, if there's any disappointments in my whole career, is that I didn't win a Supercross championship. But, you know, you've got to come to a realization at some point. Was it going to happen? No, it wasn't going to happen. So, uh, you know, that's my one regret and probably the only thing in the sport that I didn't achieve. But, uh, you know, won a lot more than 99% of the people on the planet, a little less than 1%, you know, not bad. Hey, Avi, question. Uh, does uh do you, do you still have contact with Hilton? I know that's one of your fellow uh, your neighbors, pretty much. Is, are you and Hilton still pretty tight? Because I know yeah. that was pretty much the connection with Thor and you know your whole deal. And you know Hilton's a awesome dude. I just wondered if you guys still talk and if if he has anything to do with your with your new uh, program. Well, what what new program would that be? <laughs> Smart Crutch. Oh, no, 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 but uh, no, Hilton and I are very tight, I love the guy, he's, you know, and South African guys generally, uh, when you got a relationship, you guys you go on forever, but no, Hilton's a great guy, he's done amazing things for Parts and Limited, I mean, really just does incredible things there, but uh, no, he's not part of Smart Crutch, um, you know, it's a, it's a new deal, and, uh, you know, again, it's not, we're not just targeting the motocross community, but it's a perfect fit, you know, for the motocross community. Perfect, hey, one last question. Yes. Do you still live in Corona? No. no, I don't. As soon as I retired from racing, I actually wanted to get a little closer to the coast. So I moved. Uh, funny, Roger DaCosta actually put me uh, in touch with a community called Coda de Casa, just out, uh, just out by Mission Viejo area. So I'm in Orange County. So you're in the high rent. That's where they filmed uh, Housewives, right? Housewives of Orange County. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, hey, that's uh, our pride and joy there, the real Housewives <laughs> of Orange County. I actually see the one lady every morning on the way to taking the kids to school. She's walking out her dog and stuff. So I don't think you go hang out at the... Uh, Mimi Cafe no more. Mimi's. No, we do. We still go to Mimi's Cafe. I love it, man. But I got my wife now, so I don't need to try and check out chicks. Well, where'd you find your wife? <clears throat> well, when I was living in Corona Riverside, she used to come into the gym and do a little workout, and then I went to uh, to Mimi's, and she was there, there working there. I'm like, nice. whoa, man, this girl's a yeah. hottie. And, yeah, um, that's what funny I was trying enough, to get I went to breakfast with Penny, 
who's Ian's wife, because Ian had just left for a trip, and, you know, Penny and Ian lived with me at the time, so mm-hmm. her and I went to breakfast, and I pointed out, I'm like, man, that girl's really a honey, she's a babe. Yeah. And uh, long story short, that weekend, uh, Penny sees her at the church I'm going to. I'm like, all right, I really got to talk to yeah, this woman. This so, is fate, uh, right. The rest is history. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, that's what I was trying to get at. I was trying to get the whole Mimi Cafe. I didn't know about the gym, but I, it was always Albie. Albie pulled his wife for Mimi's because, like, that's when Carrie Hart was living down there and all that stuff. And it was like. Go to Mimi's. They got the hottest chicks there. So we'd <laughs> yeah, they go. used to, man. Yeah, absolutely. It's like I think there was like several writers that actually found either girlfriends or even married chicks from Mimi's. Yeah, that's crazy. Like we were down there last year doing some testing, and uh, Hart bought a house up there on top of uh, Lake Matthews, and he was like spending a little bit of time up there. And he would goes, I was down there last last winter, and he goes, meet me at Mimi's Cafe. I'm all Mimi's Cafe. He goes, no. <laughs> The Mimi's Cafe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't been there in a while, but it, it used to have a lot of good-looking girls. But uh, all, I got the hottest one out of there, and uh, we just had our 12th anniversary. Nice. Right. Congratulations. Yeah. Buddy. I think it was the whole area, because when I lived with Robbie, it was Outback, Mimi's, or Claim Jumper. The, all three of them were <laughs> in the same area, and uh, right there off McKinley. Right, right, right. Right on, right on Albie. Well, yeah, cool, Albie. Thanks for coming on the show, man. And Smart Crutch USA, if anybody wants to check out uh, some smart crutches. Yeah, don't smart. do that. I appreciate it, guys. Good hanging with you, and uh, we'll see you at the races soon. I'll be. If anything goes down with RD, throw my name in the mix, please. <laughs> I will do it, pal. I will do it. All right. Thanks, thanks, Albie. Talk to you later. Bye. All right. Later. That was Greg Alberton, former world national title holder and uh, an all-around good guy. Uh, did you awesome. see the crutches? You've seen them. Have you seen them? Yeah, I've seen them. Yeah, yeah, they're kind of, they're definitely different. They're different. They're different. Different. I think, I think he's gonna do that. Dude, if you look at that guy right. off the track, that guy doesn't get into bad deals. No, his his development company and yeah. real estate and all that. I mean, you don't get to live in Encoto without, yeah, without doing something right. I, I, wonder, uh, I wondered it, like. So Kenny, he's the exact opposite of you, where everything he touches is yeah. gold. Wow. Yeah, exactly. My turns to like. What are you looking at? Dust. Hey, I wondered, does did. Was Bobby Nichols? Bobby Nichols was part of the whole Albie I don't know. Program. Was he? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I, I, I can see that. I think they were friends, and that's why the whole Hilton Beatty and Albie and Bobby Nichols and all those dudes. I are, know everything. He does know everything. No, I'm thinking you do. Hey, Kenny, it's that time. Let's do it. All right. <laughs> time. We're done. Deal. All right. People know me. <laughs> I've been around. I know a lot of people. It's Kenny's corner. You if you don't like it. Suck it. Three random names. Uh, I didn't clear them with Kenny before the show. He has to give me his best story about them. Unfortunately, one of them you already covered, but maybe not. One of the names was Greg Alberton. And your okay. story. Done. So that's all you got? Covered. Okay. <laughs> all right. That's the tear-off segment. Yeah, I know, but I like messing it Second up. Second anyway. name, Steve Whitelock, the oh. former AMA oh, referee. Uh can you tell us maybe a few things you had with Steve Whitelock over the years? I, I'm sure he was a big fan of your Tyler Evans setup. Yeah, he he. Uh, uh, people don't know who Steve was. He was the uh, the head official or the head. He was the head of the AMA racing. Yes. Okay. He came from the road racing end of the spectrum, and uh, you know Steve was very, 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 very overweight, and it was just really a bum out to me that this was the guy that was supposed to oversee everything. And, you know, be like be on the track and see what goes on and, you know, give penalties when they needed to be. Uh-huh. So he never saw anything because he never left the truck. 
because he didn't walk to the floor. Only time you've ever seen Steve on the floor is when they handed out the number one plate. Really? Exactly. I didn't know that. Yes. Kind of. I, I, I mean, not to play on his weight, but it's like, it's like, what's this guy ever raced? He I don't think that matters. That, that, that no, doesn't it doesn't matter. matter. It doesn't no, matter. Doesn't it matter. Doesn't but matter. I'm saying sport-wise. But, right. but one time we got into a deal with Alan Brown. With Tyler got into a deal oh, with yes. Alan Brown in, in San Francisco. Tyler Evans and Josh Summy yes. were yeah. having we're battles jo- royale. Yeah, so what happened was Tyler and Josh were having a battle, and Summy, Tyler thought Summy went for his leg, like was aiming for the middle of his bike. Evans didn't like it. So after the race, Evans walked into his pit and told Josh Summy straight to his face, if you ever go for my legs again, I will kill you. And, and he goes, is that a threat? And he goes, no, it's not a threat. It's a promise. promise. Well, Alan Brown came over and got in his face. Tyler spit in his face and then threw water on him. So, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Alan's yeah. kind of lucky that's all he got, right? So <laughs> to make a long story short, th- we show up the next week, big meeting in the thing, in, in Steve Wetlock's trailer. He doesn't walk over to our truck. He sends Jay over to the truck. Right. We go over there, and we walk in, and S- Wetlock starts Correct off. Correct me if I'm wrong. There was more to it than that one incident. There was a couple. Evans was like getting intimidating Summy off the track and off the like. It was scaring Summy actually. It ain't, it ain't nothing. It ain't anything that Tyler Evans hasn't done to every rider on okay, the track. Okay, all right. Okay? I'm just saying there was more Summy, to it. Summy, I'm trying to have Summy and Allen's back here. Yeah, and, anyway. and, so, and and hey, I'm friends with Allen. Right. And I'm, and I'm friends with you know those the whole. My, right. it, I was kind of like trying to be the guy in the middle. Right. Well, Nick, Steve Wedlock, we went to his trailer. Yes. In the AMA truck, we walk in. And, dude, he has, like, like it looks like um, fish gills on his side of his face. Like, he's, like, not shaving clean. It was a Saturday morning. And he's, he's like, trying to talk to Tyler. And Tyler's, like, putting his head down, like, laughing. And, and t- then the, the guy's, like, like what, what, what's so funny? And, uh-huh. and Evans is, like, no, never mind, nothing. And he goes, no, what's so funny? He goes, I can't take you seriously until you wipe that donut crap off your face. He goes, you're trying to tell me about, you know, riding and riding dirty, but you got, like, glazed donuts on your side of your face. <laughs> and, dude, this right then, dude, that guy lost it and told Evans he was going to fine him and all this. So Evans said, hey, you know what? I'm going to keep doing what I do. They fined him, and he went to the riders' meeting the week later, and he got fined 500 bucks. And right at the riders' meeting, he, in front of everyone, he gave Whitlock 1000 He goes, this is for the next time. <laughs> and Whitlock didn't know what to do. Um I know I tried to talk to Steve a couple times for journalist clarification. Dude, all you need to do is go in there with a box of donuts. And the guy basically told me to F off. I mean, he was a real – I in my dealings with Steve Whitelock, he was an ass, i got to say. Like a couple – I'd be like, hey, excuse me, Steve. Uh, i got a question about, you know, whatever, the rules or this rider or time qualifying because I was writing a story, and he would just explode on me. And I'm like, oh, that's is awesome. Thanks. Well, maybe Anyways. that's why he's not there no more. But All hey, right. third name on Kenny's corner. Hey, one oh. one thing we were talking about Tyler Evans. Yeah, he's getting ready to make his debut in the ring here, wrestling pretty quick. If anyone is not, wants to, you know said you're going to get him on our show. So just go go to uh, just Google Tyler Evans wrestling. Okay, and you're going to see some really Question. funny I mean, stuff. And not making a cool joke stuff. about it, but isn't there another Tyler Evans or something like that that's in the wrestling? Yeah, but this guy's the Tyler Evans that's in wrestling is like a NCAA wrestler. Tyler Evans one punch um, is uh, okay. No, is just. Okay. I mean, seriously, because, uh, like, looking it up and, and trying How do you to know about wrestling? Well, I wrestled in high school. What, yeah, what check was your it name? Out. You'll see it. There, there's what was your name? No, no, no. It was, like, Did you have a mask? Style wrestling. Dude, <laughs> yeah. this guy, Did you have a mask? Yeah. 
Did you have a snake that you put on your victims after no, no, they no, knocked no. them out? I had a uh, chihuahua that went nuts, yeah, you were ch- all around the ring. You had the claw? Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, no, seriously, there, there is a kid named Tyler Evans. Was it Justin? The, but Tyler that, Evans, the other kid, is like a NCAA college wrestler. Justin the Steamboat? No, no, no. Oh. Yeah, it was the chihuahua. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you were named the Chihuahua Man. Yeah. It was, it was hectic, dude. <laughs> uh, okay, second name. Second and final name yep. on Kenny's Corner. Yep. Chad Pedersen. Swap. Swap. Yeah, what do you got? Uh, man, that was Chad Pedersen. That was a, uh, a quite uh, uh, interesting guy. Iowa's finest. He was from Fort Dodge, Iowa. Yes. First time I ever really met him was when he was on Team Poofy. I call that Nolene when they had Lowell Thompson. Team Poofy. Lowell Thompson, Lance Mill. Chad Pedersen and Kyle Lewis, and they all had the perm hair, and it all stuck out the back of their helmet. They like Kenny like, Powers, Team Soul like, Glow. They look like poodles. <laughs> so, and then after that, um, we were teammates on Atomic Twenty Two Budweiser when he had Jim Hickman as his mechanic. Oh yeah, and that's right. His dad started out um, being the mechanic, and a lot of people don't know, but his dad fell asleep at the wheel coming down the the grade the grade into uh, Vegas here into uh, State Line. Yeah, fell asleep. And in the Atomic 22 box van and rear-ended a semi-truck How and almost got killed. The How about du- Chad Watts? That's not Yeah. So uh, from that day on, Chad was like, I, I don't want to say screwed up in the head over the deal. But he was screwed up in the head. A little cloudy. He definitely screwed up. Chad, yeah. uh, hit that whole deal with, with Swap and Hickman, man, they had a weird thing. Jim Hickman used to use this, like, crazy cheater gas that he would put in the bowl of the carburetor and Chad couldn't start his bike. He wouldn't ride a parade lap and he would literally start his bike right when the board 30 went 30-second board. I heard, it, I heard some and other he people would, do that uh, too. And yeah. he always claimed that he would get the whole shot and when he pulled the whole shot, Hickman would go crazy. <laughs> it was awesome. Uh, where did I, who else used that gas? Maybe I'm thinking of Swap back in the day. thought I heard that story from somewhere else. I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah, so that's, <laughs> it. that's all I got. Suck it. Kenny's Corner. There it is. And now time for the X-Band Goggle Tear-Off segment. No X-Band. one gives a shit no more. They're over my stories. X-Band Goggle. Quit reading the chat room, Kenny. I'm trying you're to get back. You're just chat. feeding into them. Uh, X-Band Goggles uh, result of 25 years of goggle technology. Poodle the race. choice of Josh Strang, GNCC champion. Kenny, you know how important GNCC goggles are to GNCC people. And uh, he, Josh Strang, the champion, used X-Band. Kenny, what do you think about that? Uh, you know what? I, I back X-Brand 150%. You do? But until you start naming Timmy Wiegand on that list, we're going to have problems. <laughs> okay. Wow. The goggle of choice of Timmy Wiegand? Yeah. Josh Chang, Michael Essie? He's going for America. I- ISDA? ISDE, sorry. E. E. I'm telling you, he's going for America, bro. The pride. He's in uh, it's red, awesome. white, and blue. It's awesome. It's the trophy X-Brand donations. Athlete. It's you, the donations. You realize, though, that his fault. This dude's Canadian. I mean, that's the problem. That's why... Before we do the X-Brand Goggle Tear-Off segment, Goggle the Choice of Timmy Wiegand, would you like to take this call? Yeah, let's take answer it. it. See what we got. Hey, you're on the Pulp MX show. Who we got on this line here, eh? Uh, hi, this is Brock Snyan. I was wondering if we could have one more name on Kenny's Corner. Hey, how about, how about uh, Ralph? Ralph? Never mind. What, what, <laughs> give me a name. What's give me a name, name dude. What do you want? Kenny, Kenny's confused. <laughs> give, me a, uh, give me a name. Can we, can we do Stevie Herman? Oh, uh, we've done Stevie Herman. Yeah, Stevie uh, Herman's done. Oh, I didn't hear that one. We've can, done, we, can we have one more? And Stevie Herman called in twice yeah. now to the show. No, yeah, I know. He he lives near me, actually. Uh, 
Yeah, how, how about, do how about I, you want to do pull another Pennsylvania rider up? What about Chad Kresge? Uh, I was just thinking Kresge. Chad Kresge. This guy doesn't know who Chad Kresge is. No, I don't know who that is. How do you know? How do you know who Steve Herman is, but not Chad Kresge? It's the same era. Well, because Steve Steve Herman goes to the races that I go to. Still. Yeah, he he comes to the races sometimes. It's actually with uh, Rob Harris, uh, one of his buddies. He's a local photographer, but uh, yeah, he comes to the races and uh, and you know I guess he watches me watches me ride and stuff, and uh, and he's pretty cool. So that's how I know him. But and actually, I saw Sheik at the race champions. I thought that was pretty cool too. How did Sheiky look? Uh, he was actually in my class. He was running A class, and I never actually watched the vet classes, so I, I really don't know, you? to be honest with you. Did he beat you, or did you beat him? No, I beat him. Good job, buddy. About to say, yeah, I, he's an old dude. You should be beating him. Yeah, I, well, I was running, I had the second fastest lap time of the weekend, but I just didn't have the starts to compliment it, so I, I didn't That's do, on. uh, didn't. Well, hey, I'm, hey, I'm best, looking for but, some riders, dude. Yeah, when everybody turns down Kenny, maybe you should give a ship a resume over because the way it's looking, Kenny's not doesn't have anybody who wants to ride for him. Yeah, but, but <laughs> can he do Supercross only? That's the question. Yeah, will you do well, Supercross I'm, only? I, I've never actually uh, raced Supercross, but Perfect. I'm about that to would be this, a problem. This December, I'm about to uh, at Club MX. So. Well, with Kenny's mentoring, you should be well on your way. Did I yep. can show you well, the sweetest cheater lines on the track? Hey, I'm the one that called in and said about John Gallagher and Eddie Agresti going hand-in-hand, remember? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do recognize yeah. your voice. Yeah, no, that was a good so, one. Uh, and then Gallagher, he, Gallagher called Kenny, and Kenny hung up on him. He was scared. Well, maybe Kenny wants me on his team since we have the same, uh, we have the same views on John Gallagher, you know? Yeah, well, I, would, I'd be, I'd be, I mean, I could have those kind of views, but if you're going to have to race, I would be pretty cool about that because he could make your life miserable. You'd be, you'd be that guy that <laughs> yeah. got pulled in for sound every time you went on the track. Yeah, I, I don't actually, I don't know the guy. I'm just an amateur, but uh, yeah, from what I, I really haven't heard anything good about him by all the riders. So, well, how about this? How about when you see Stevie Herman say, "Hey, I called in the show, but they wouldn't give me a, a story about you." But you know, just uh, tell him that you called in, and we're big fans of Stevie Herman. Yep, I will. I, I actually talked to him last time that he was on the show too. Oh, cool! Right on. Thanks, man. Thank you very yep, much for the call. You. Peace. Stevie Herman story. He's got some fans over there, right? Or at least like ever. 10 people that listen to Pulp and Max. Kenny, are you ready? Let's do it. Wait, wait Let's a do second. This. We can't do it. I we sound like I sound like a uh, tone low. What'd you mess Let's up with? Let's do this. We can't do it yet. What happened? Uh, I could have done that. It's the X-Brain Goggles tear-off section where timing is everything. X-Brain Goggles, the result of 25 years of goggle technology. All right, Kenny, 15 seconds on the clock. You have 15 seconds or less to answer these burning questions that I came up with 30 seconds before showtime. All right, question number one. Will you, at some point this year, bang one of those real-world girls? No. <laughs> you don't think that you're going to go out with them, you're going to show them the ropes, and they're going to get wasted and force themselves on you? He, I don't. I, I don't. If it happens, I'll be very surprised. But I don't see that in my near okay. future. He probably had to sign. I don't something. mix business with pleasure. All right. Question number two on the X Men Goggle Tariff segment: Who is going to ride for you? Chris Blos and to be named later. Fantastic. Cop out. Pretty much. Yeah. The indications are. The indicators are. The indications are. Uh, Dude. All right. We already. Third know question. I know. Oh, Third question. X Men Goggle Tariff segment. Kenny. If Damon Bradshaw 
had won the 93 Supercross title and not collapse at the final round, would he have beaten Jeremy McGrath the next year? No. Why? Dude, because Bale, Stanton, all those guys were at their prime, and McGrath worked them. So I don't think that uh, just Damon rode with all those guys and and beat them. But when he did beat him, he didn't beat him like McGrath beat him uh, next year. And I don't think that much was going to change in a year. That's like the longest answer you've given me on Jeremy. Well, that was a good question. That was an awesome question. You really? You like those kind of questions? The one about McGrath, yeah, because I'm a huge McGrath fan. I you am too. Know, did you you heard, you heard you how excited I got when Kip. I'm going to tell you a little bit. No, no, wait. You're not going to tell me nothing because we have to do the outro. The outro? Explain! There we go. Oh, the outro. Uh, okay, what are you going to tell me? A uh, little, little quick McGrath story. When McGrath, I love first, McGrath. McGrath first. He's a good dude. Easy now, easy. The first, the first race he did was um, in th- that year was in '93 was at Houston. Yeah. And Orlando, I, was, I thought no. No, it was okay. Houston. And I was working with Kyle, as I wasn't a mechanic. I was just helping drive and doing some other stuff for him. Sounds and like man friend duties, not to interrupt. It was. It was definitely man friend duties because I. Good one. I was working for my guy. At was was Birdwell at the year. That was the first year I worked for him, and he broke his back, so I didn't have much going on. And Kyle asked me to help his mechanic. Did Birdwell not pay you? I would. No, he paid me. Yeah, but he had a broken <laughs> back. He wasn't doing anything. Right, right, right. So I went with Kyle, and um, you know, I knew Jeremy Chance from ability. back in the day when he was an amateur, like racing at LACR when I was a novice and he was a novice. Right. And um, just came friends with him and Mike Chamberlain and a bunch of other guys. And King of Paris. Exactly. Yeah. And um, I remember after the first race, McGrath pumped up and he got nervous. But, dude, his, you could just in see. In 93, yeah. In 93. Yeah. And in Houston. And I remember in the tunnel after practice and stuff, I just knew he was going to win for some reason. And I go, Jeremy, I think tonight's your night. And he goes, man, that would be awesome if I could win here. And he won. And oh, I in Anaheim, you mean? This Anaheim. Okay, all right. You skip. You skip your stories. I didn't make sorry, any sense. Sorry, Anaheim. Because you said in the tunnel, and I'm like, at yeah. Houston? No, yeah. in the tunnel in Anaheim. Okay. And then after the race, when all the bullshit was over and everyone was done, right. you know, blowing him and telling how rad he was, <laughs> uh, I I was walking Slurp. out and he was. I seen him in the parking lot and he goes, "Dude, you called it." And I go, "Man, you got many more in you, buddy." He goes, "Man, I hope so." But it was just one of those things, you know, uh-huh. like. I, I did. I've been a McGrath fan, and I don't yeah. think there's. I mean, no disrespect to RC. He was phenomenal at what he did, and all the championships and races he won. But the way McGrath came about it, he, yeah. I think he elevated to the sport to the way it is with the show, and you know. Yeah, like, I, I he's, agree. He's put the, uh, he, without McGrath, those guys wouldn't be getting those salaries. You can't find too many people to say a bad word about MC. And, uh, and, you can, Carmichael? and you can find people to say bad words about, you know, uh, the other guys for whatever. Uh, but MC is sort of universally loved. Dude, he was. Would he, you not say? Oh, for yeah. sure. I think McGrath was like the people's champion, too. Yeah. You know, he didn't come from money. He didn't he he didn't have to work as hard Dude, as everybody else. He has 72 Supercross wins. <coughs> Ricky's the next closest with only 48. Dude, everyone everyone says, oh, James. I don't think James is going to beat him. Uh He's going to be in tough now. I, yeah. I, I, I can't see that happening. Yeah. And, and a lot of people say, oh, um, he got caught in that window. Uh, McGrath was in that window where he was just over. Stanton was coming to the end. Bradshaw was done. Right. Bale. And there was no one really that was coming up behind him. You had Swink. That was the biggest guy. Who was going to win first, Swink or McGrath? Swink or right. McGrath? Right. Swink was the next guy. He was. And he just outlasted well, all of them. Yeah, guys. I think mentally he had those guys done. They were just nobody. Everybody lined. I mean, there were some damn good riders, Dude, but he they was lined up. On the best up. bike on the best team, and up top, 
he knew it. I mean, he was the first guy to bring the whole BMX style yeah. in, and, and, and he killed it. There's nothing more you can say about the greatest. That's the cool thing about it, though. I think he's in our him. chat room, actually. He is the king. He's Seriously? in our chat room, I think. Why did you say that? Uh, somebody named Jeremy Wagatha. I'm sure it's him. No. <laughs> you want to sure. know something You want to take this call? You want to know something okay. funny? Yeah. There's a girl I know that lives in Simi Valley, and her sister is married to this dude named Jeremy McGrath. Oh, no and, way. And I always call. I go, dude, what's up, king? Oh, yeah. And, and they're like, why do you call him the king? I'm all Jeremy McGrath. Right. He's the king. <laughs> I, mean, I got him in my phone as the king if I go to call him. Yeah. Not that I ever... Not that he ever picks up. Name dropper. Hey, what's up? No, I'm just saying. I got it in, as hey, the king. Hey, look yeah. at me in my phone. Hi. Hey, Papa Mech Show, you're on the air. Who's this? Hold up, Mathis. What up, man? Chad. Hey, what's up? Hey, buddy. <laughs> you, you sound like you're, you're calling from so far. I, I sound different a little bit. Thank I you. I sound different. Yeah, th- Chad Reed. talking upside down right now. You sound like you're from it's South weird. Africa. Yeah, are you from South Africa? Uh, Chad Reed on the line. Yeah. Thank you for calling in, man. I appreciate it. Um, Big win for you, bud. You've been, hey, by the way, you've been to dis- the discussion tonight on our show quite a bit. But uh, uh, besides that, big win for you on the weekend. Yeah, it was a good win. I mean, uh been a long time since I've been out there racing and training and, you know, going through all the motions. So it's kind of fun to get out there. And I guess you could call it as, 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 of, uh, as much as a controlled environment as possible, you know, with my friends, family. And obviously, I grew up here. So. It was cool. It was a fun event. Uh, uh, I, and I didn't really find, like, how did, did you have to pass some dudes? Did you whole shot? I, I, I read two conflicting things. So how, how, how'd you do? The first one, I, uh, I mean, the heat race, I pretty much whole shot it and, and, and won over, I think, second with Hanson. I, I mm-hmm. won pretty easy on that. Like, I won probably like 12 seconds or something yeah. on, on that. Um, and then the, the first main event, um, I came for about fifth. And then uh-huh. just kind of picked my way through. It was, t- it was 12 laps. Like, they do a they had a, um, a format where it was 12 laps, five-minute break, and then 12 laps. Um, yeah. And then I, and I actually asked for that p- program long, like, about three, four, uh, actually probably longer than that, six months ago, mm-hmm. when I thought I was going to be in shape. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't really happy about the whole, you know, back-to-back 12 laps. It's actually harder than doing 20 laps. So, yeah. Um, but I surprisingly, I didn't feel too bad. First one, I I just kind of picked them off and took my time and and uh, and then just got in front of Hanson and then just kind of rode it out a little bit. And then uh, second one, I was uh, second to the first about third actually. I think my cousin whole shotted and then Alessi, um, you know, pulled pulled actually. You know, he didn't officially get the whole shot, but he was there yeah. coming out of the turn first. Um, and then he caught a bail, a little tough block thing, um, and was dragging it all the way down. And then he pulled off the track, and then I was in second, so I went you know immediately in the in the lead. So I led every lap of that, um, and that one was good. You know, I kind of just got into my own little rhythm, and Brayton was second, and and then yeah, pulled a pretty good gap on him, and felt felt awesome actually. Felt like uh, you know, felt like it all come back to me. Yeah, I mean, it, it must have done a, been great for your psyche. I mean, it's Hanson and Brayton, two good riders. Um, but to, it sounds like you pretty much, you know, you won. I don't want to say easily, but you won with a gap. So it must have felt pretty good. Yeah, it did. I mean, just you know, at the end of the day, what you is a feeling that you chase and and a feeling that you kind of want to have. And uh, and I felt comfortable and and uh, felt like the pace and and everything like. That was legit and you know Hanson and uh and Brayton you know in their own little world I mean they can they can pin it you know especially over short distances 
um, you know, I felt that, uh, you know, that was where I need to be, especially at this point of riding and training. So um, I was really happy. I took a lot of positive away from the weekend. Uh, now, Kenny's claiming a win because he borrowed you a few parts. Uh, so he's claiming an H&H win. Uh, what do you think about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, I, was, I didn't have the H&H logo on there, but I think uh, Kenny call? hooked it up for sure. He hooked <laughs> me up with the ignition box and some wheels and, and right. all that kind of stuff. So hey, you, know uh, you didn't have the um, logo on yeah, your bike? Pre- appreciate Kenny's help. And um, what, else did, what else did you hook me up with? Hey, we know. Spare radiators just in case I wanted it up. Hey, Reader, so, you did uh, Hey, check this so, out. Check this out, bud. You didn't have the logo on your bike, but you had it in your heart. Oh, jeez. That's right. That's right, oh. buddy. I, did, I, I should have had it behind my ear. I should just go straight into the store right now. And oh, the, the guy ear. standing next to you on the podium did. I seen a picture. He pulled his hair back for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's, on, it's on his neck. Hey, no, dude, for straight up, though, dude, I was super, super happy for you, dude. Just, like, I watched some video, and uh, I seen the results, and it looked like to me, dude, that you had a, a good time and you had fun back on the bike and you look super comfortable. And I don't care. Uh, people are talking shit like in chat rooms and this, that. Oh, there's no one there, blah, blah, blah. It, you know what, dude? You're having fun, and you know it doesn't matter who's going to be there in the future. I, th- I think you got it going on, dude. I'm just super pumped for you because I know that uh, you've had a lot of bull crap go down in your life and there's a lot of doubters out there. But wherever you go, you're going you're gonna to do it, dude, and I, I believe in you. Whatever that yeah, means. for sure. And I think, uh, I think you know, at the end of the day, it's like that feeling that you chase, you know, and it's, it's a feeling that I've had, you know, had before, and, mm-hmm. and it, it was nice to have it back. And uh, just, I don't know, I just felt like I, I had my style back. You know, I could be aggressive. I could move around on the bike. I could lean on the front and trust it, and you know, just all those little things, you know. And it's just, I don't know, it's pretty, pretty cool and to know what what I did it on, and, and you know, the program that that I had. It was. It was pretty. Uh, it was pretty rewarding, actually. Even if people want to say it was on a, such a different, lower level, but you know, it, you got to start somewhere. And I think that it was a really cool achievement for me. You know, just to kind of run your own program and you know deal with a bunch of different people and get a bunch of different parts and you know put it all together. The whole Vodafone thing was huge. You know, the whole press. Um, you know, throughout Australia was was yeah. loving that, and it and it's actually a really really big thing. So. Um, yeah, I was, I was excited. You know, I got to do some unique things, and I think my bike looked badass. So, yeah, I think the, I think the bike did look good. I have who designed that thing. Uh, One Industry did a lot of it. I mean, you know, like I worked with them, but basically, uh, you know, they were coming up with things, and I was just trying to steer them in a direction. You know, I had this image in my head, and you know, just try to try to get to it. And but yeah, well, I mean, One One did an awesome job, and um, yeah, it was, it was cool. It was you know, just. Fun, fun to have something different. Yeah, I saw no no Honda logos on that at all, huh? Like, or, or did I miss them, or was it sort of like one of those deals where the whole bike was was a Vodafone, the machine? Let's say. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, <laughs> it's no uh, secret that I didn't have any commitments or right, any right. any you know agreement with Honda, so um, you know. So okay. Why, why, you know, <laughs> no, no love on their half. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Honda Australia hooked me up with three bikes, but uh, other than that, I had, I had a small logo, a Honda logo on the seat. Um, that was only because it's company policy for them to, you know, if they're giving out product, they have to do that. So all they got was a logo on the seat. Yeah, no, no, I, I agree. Uh, you know, we were talking about this earlier. Uh, Tim Ferry, we called Tim Ferry, um, and he said he's been thinking about it for a month. And he says, 
Hey, Reed, hold on. Tim Ferry has been thinking about you for one month. <laughs> That's dude. what he said. Wow. Can you believe it? That's what happens when you retire. You start thinking about what other people are going to do. And, and he says a perfect, yeah, a perfect fit for you would be an H&H Honda, but under the Honda truck. You know what I mean? Sort of so you can, you can break away from the Dodge thing, and it makes a lot of sense to him. Um, what are you doing next year? Let's lay it out there. What's going on? Are you going to race in America? What do we know? Kenny didn't tell you guys what's up? No, Kenny did not tell us what's up. I'm not, he, dude, my lips are sealed. You ever heard that Go-Go song? Uh, yeah, well, I guess so I should see him mine, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you guys. Okay, here yeah. we go. Hey, let's, let's get vital to Let's get vital to Kenny's, uh, Kenny, Kenny's, Kenny's cardio screwing everything up. Good job, Kenny. Yep. <laughs> way to go uh, get that good, outside good job, sponsor. Kenny. Yeah, way to get that outside sponsor. Way to go, sponsor. bud. <laughs> ah, I'm sorry, Chad. That's funny, uh, but I mean, hey, what bike did Hart? I want to know what bike Hart rode on the weekend at Eddie's little uh, freestyle thing. Dude, I don't know. It was white. Don't hey, yeah. hey, reader, don't don't kid yourself. <laughs> we got there and we were all holding our breath. Like he was hitting the he was hitting the kicker in practice, and everyone was hitting it. Like no one even took like practice runs. And then Hart was just going off to the side for about five runs, five runs. So Alicia. Steve, me, and Big Beard just standing there holding our breath. And then he hit it. The first one was just a full dead sailor. And these kids are just doing the, the re- most retarded, like, turn down. Really? He's that, he's that rusty? And I'm like, he's that dude. rusty? So then he, dead sailor, and we're all, all right, he, got, he has it now. Yeah, yeah. And then he comes back, he does a couple jumps, and Steve tells him, hey, Kerry, maybe you should just do the heart attack and just judge it. And he's like, I don't have a problem with that. Is everything cool? Uh, 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 Will I be fine like that? And that's what Steve, that's what he went and did. And Alicia's like, thank God. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, uh, but he didn't even flip. Flip? Only flipping was going was him flipping out on everybody. Flipping out on Kenny. Flipping out on Kenny. No, but hey, Reed, Reed hasn't ridden in a long time, and he went out and won a Supercross. Why can't? Heart just go out there and do backflips. Same thing, right? I think that time frame is <laughs> a lot greater. <laughs> oh, dude, that's a whole different uh, thing. Yeah. No, but, okay, no, but honestly, l- w- are you going to race here? What, what's going on? Do we know? Who knows? Okay. I, I mean, I honestly, honest to God, I don't know. Okay. I, I really don't. Um, you know, I've got a few things in the works, but yep. I, I don't know what will come of it. You know, it's, you know, you, you hope that it will it'll all work out, but, you know. Right. So, like, I, like I told you guys last time I was on the show, you know, it's, you can't, you know. I, I put myself in this position, and 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 I'm, I'm and I'm happy about it. You know, it's mm-hmm. like I'm not pumped after the weekend. You know, like after the weekend, it's kind of like wow. You know, it's that feeling's still there. I know I could still win, and I know I could still challenge for the championship. But mm-hmm. um, you know, I put myself in this position for a reason, and um, just kind of sticking to to what what I, you know, why I put yeah. myself in it in the first place. So. Um, you know, I really enjoy riding the Honda. I can tell you that much. I, I, <laughs> I like it. Um, I felt comfortable, and that's that's the direction that I'd like to go. Does you know? does it, it obviously agrees with you more than the Cowie? Uh, is it just the chassis, motor, what 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 kind of as much detail as you can get into? What do you think works better for you? I guess without getting myself in too much trouble, but um, yeah, I don't want I don't want you know, to do that. It's it's not bagging the Cowie. I, I just think that the, the Cowie is a great bike, but it just didn't suit me and my style. Right. Um, for some reason, you know, when, when you look at Ryan's style and you look at my style, they're very very different. Um, I just feel like I ride on the front a lot and steer with the front a lot, mm-hmm. um, and it was and it was just something that I that I couldn't really I never achieved that feeling on on that bike. Um, Ryan rides it completely different, so it works very well for him, and he doesn't really know any different, which is um, even better is a <laughs> blessing in disguise for him. 
Right. So, um, you know, that's it, really. And just, I just feel like my style is back, you know, like when I was on the, on the Suzuki, even when, you know, we went to Four Strike, the whole carburation thing, you know, with the Yamaha, it kind of freaked me out a little bit and couldn't really trust it. And, you know, you know all the ins and outs of that, Mathis. Um, you know, and then when we went to Suzuki, it was just a, you know, it was kind of like the whole two-stroke thing, and that was my comment, for, you know, initially right. was that I feel like I can trust it. I feel like I can ride on the front and be aggressive, and it's not just going to throw me out the front. Right. I right. think, so. Um, right. And, I, and I have that same feeling on the Honda, so. Um, yeah, I think we can, yeah, I, that, think that, I think we yeah, can agree that, I, I mean, as good as you looked on the Yamaha, um, and you wanted Supercross title on it, you looked a, a whole lot better on a Suzuki. There's no doubt about it. You know what I mean? Like, so, which goes to the theory that the bikes just suit, you know, suit different people. I think that's a... Yeah, and I think, and, and obviously that's why there's, you know, what is there, six or five or six different brands. I mean, you know, if we all, you know, we, right. if we were all the same and people were all the same, they'd be, you know, they'd all be the same size and make and whatever and same colors and whatever, but, you know, but everyone's different. Everybody's sizes are different and, they're, you know, their they're styles and their unique feel that they want. You know, that's kind of why we're, what we all do. And I think, uh, yeah, I just think that, you know, it seems like the, the smaller bikes, you know, and the Suzuki's a little bit on the small side. You know, it's a thin bike. It's, it's, it's wider. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I like, you know, just, Kind of like the Honda, really. Yeah, yeah, really. Are you uh, are you at peace if you have to if you're forced to uh, to retire? Are you at peace with that? Are you okay with it? You accomplished everything you wanted to do, obviously. Um, it's all right. No, not at all. <laughs> no. Um, I I would feel like you know like it all ended too soon, but mm-hmm. like I said, you know I, I'm well aware of that situation, and and there's obviously got to be a plan B, but. Uh, you know, the focus and the goal is to go racing next year, and that's, you know, I want to kind of run that one to the ground and, and, and make sure that there isn't any possibilities out there for me. And, and when I find out that, you know, when I get denied and told no and there's not enough budget, you know, from everyone, then <laughs> I'll swallow it and move on. But at this point, you know, there's still some things alive out there, so right. we'll see. Uh what do you what you make of Grant's Josh Grant signing with Honda? That kind of, kind of came out of the blue a little bit, huh? Yeah, you know, I, I really want to wish all these kids riding for free. You know, wish them good luck. I <laughs> hope their parents put a little bit of money away from them. I think that'll be a necessary thing for them all. Yeah, yeah, I think that I think something had to happen there with, with contract. I think it, it probably was a little bit low, huh? I would think. I don't know. Just came out of nowhere. Low so. is zero. Yeah. But some of these kids don't have the overhead that Reed does as well. Yeah. Maintaining a property, the different tracks, yeah. plus the... Uh, that's bullshit. You, just have, you have a wife and a kid. Come on. Yeah, yeah. bullshit. Bullshit. What I'm saying... I just go at, I just, I just go at stupid, you know, and I'm not saying that indirectly, you know, yeah. directly at Josh. I like Josh, but, right. you know, and, and, and whatever decisions they make is what they make as long as they're happy with it and, mm-hmm. you know... 10 years from now when they're got to go and get a real job and work their ass off, then, hey, you know, that's that's the decision they made at that time. And, um, you know, I've been fortunate enough to live through the good economy and, you know, my you know, my living's been made, really. Um, but, but you know, I feel like motorcycle racing's dangerous and, you know, you gotta you got to wonder when, you know, there's mechanics making more money than riders. Um, you think Roger DaCosta just signed a three-year deal for free with KTM? Hell no. I guarantee you he's the highest-paid KTM guy in the U.S. Um, you know, just things like that. I call bullshit on it. You know, it's just right. uh, sure. budgets are tied and, and the economy's horrible, but 
there's, you know, the manufacturers have got everybody at hello right now, and, and the riders are letting it happen, and that's really what I'm, you know. I, I shouldn't say I'm bummed on it, but it's just, it's something that I'm not willing to do, I, that's for sure. Right. Stick to your guns, that's what I say. Yeah. For sure. Um, what about forming your own team? Is that is that something you've been looked into? Looked into getting, is that is that too costly, too much time? Uh, have you thought about that? Is that is that an option, just, you know, buying a... Uh, Buying a fun mover and you know calling it the Chad Reed Racing, I guess, and going out. What, 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 what? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess there's a few things, you know, a few ways to look at it. I mean, sure, I would love the uh, the the idea of you know calling your own shots and and doing what you want to do, but you know, you got to write checks, and you know, I think Kenny <laughs> could tell <laughs> yeah, you know, writing checks is not not that fun. And uh, you know, I'm in the business to make money, not spend money. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Um, I love it, and, and obviously it's an investment, and there's, there's, there's multiple different ways to look at it. But um, you know, maybe that's you know last resort kind of thing. Right? Yeah. Uh, um, how do you make how do you we'll make two, how do you make two million? How do you make a million dollars in racing? Yeah, start with two. Start with two or three. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the, that's the joke. Uh, hey, how did Handy look? How did Brayton look? Uh, and and, uh, and uh, PJ Larson won the uh, the lights class. Uh, talk about some of the other riders there. How 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 was that? I uh, I didn't see much of the lights. I only watched uh, when I got down there. It was like the last couple of laps of the lights race, um, so I missed uh, I missed that. And Moss won that one. Um, you know, it seemed like he was back to his normal kind of fiery self riding a lights bike. It just seems like him in a four fifty. Yeah. Uh, not not friends. So uh, you know, it seemed like he had his confidence. And you know, I I, I ride with him every day here, so I, I know he's riding really well. Um, Handy looked good. You know, Handy's an, an amazing rider. I think he's, uh, you know, really talented, and, and it seems like he's actually pretty focused, you know, for Josh Hansen. I think he's really focused, and he has a goal, and he's, you know, he's kind of sticking to it. Um, Brayton rode well. Um, Reardon uh, hooked him up in the first one and took him out. So, yeah. Hey, um, what happened he to Alessi? Come from always back. Hay bale. But, uh, you got hay, he got that? stuck in the hay bale three races in a row? Or what, <laughs> what happened to him? This, the chain wasn't tight enough for the start? What, what's the deal? Who's that? Alessi. I think he just had a bad night. I think, uh, to be really truthful with you, I think uh, just, I've been riding with him, actually. He only just, uh, mm-hmm. just watched him drive out the driveway with my parents. Um, he, he just seems like he rides good, you know, like he, yeah, he practices and he rides really well for a little bit. And then uh, I think it's just a confidence thing, you know. He's just, he's always kind of like, Supercross confidence, and mm-hmm. um, you know, I think the bike's um, a long way off. You know, without riding it, just watching him, kind of, you know, the way he goes through the whoops and, and the way it acts in the whoops, and, and you know, just some of the things that it does. Right. Um, I don't think that that's rider error. I think uh, I think that uh, a lot of it comes from from the, the setup of the bike and whatever. Um, obviously, you know, he he has to have somebody to set it up for him. Um, yeah, good. You know, so I think that uh, you know, if, I think if if Roger can influence that team a little bit and bring that bike along and, and get it handling, I think uh, I think he'll do. I think he'll do okay next hey, year. Hey Chad, how was the how was your attendance? What, did the promoters do a good job for you? Yeah, I think the first one is uh, you know the first one was never questioned on whether it was. I mean, it was sold out. Uh, unfortunately, that stadium um, is under a lot of construction. There's a whole. Uh, like the whole one side of the stadium is um, getting a new uh, grandstand, so we could only use 
the two ends and then one stadium. Um, so I think that held, I want to say, around, uh, around like 14,000, 15,000. Um, you know, so we were, we were sold out as far as, uh, you know, what, what available seats there was. Yeah, it's a long um, ways from the tennis court uh, tracks that I used to see there. Yeah, so it was good. I think, uh, um, you know, the track was good. It was, it was really hard packed. Um, the biggest issue they have in Australia, which is something that I've been kind of fighting for over the last three years, is uh, the, the small doses that we use in Supercross to build all the jumps and everything. Like, for some reason, they're just not ready available over here. They're really uh, pretty much non-existent. So I've been trying to have them buy one and ship it around, but I get <laughs> shut down on that one. Well, that I guess like... there's a budget. There's, there's, I, get, I get told that famous word that I've been hearing for the last three years, budget. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess uh, it's not in the budget. So uh, with that, you know, basically everything's just uh, like a, you know, either it's a wheeled uh, wheel tractor or the, you know, skid steer. So everything just packs right in and it gets real hard and you've got nothing to break it up with. So huh. unfortunately, that's kind of kind of what we have to uh, what we have to deal with. But other than that, I thought it was a good track. Um, it was a good weekend. You know, it was, it was fun. It was really cold. Yeah. Uh, we had some like it was hot leading up to it, and then we had a really We've had some really weird weather in uh, in Oz lately, which is uh, you know it's kind of just abnormal. Just you know, hot one day and then freezing the next, and I just I don't know. This whole global warming thing is kind of crazy. <laughs> uh, so you're not the, the only one you're doing is Newcastle. That was it, the first round only, and then you're out. That's it, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm hoping to hear some good news tomorrow, and I'm jumping myself on a plane back to the U.S. So. Really? So tomorrow um, our show was uh, our show was one day too early. One day late. Yeah, one day too early. Yeah, so kind of sucks, you know. I mean, because we're already we're already Tuesday here, Tuesday afternoon. You guys are Monday night, so yeah. Um, you know, I'm kind of like a day, you know, a day in front, and it just seemed like you know Monday you're waiting, and then I'm on the phone calling Steve, and he's not answering me. I'm like, <laughs> why the hell are you not answering my calls? And well, it's Sunday, and I ain't out with the family. I'm like, well, it's Monday here, get to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah wherever I am, uh, that's what day it is. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I got a question. What, what, what's, what's motivation and outlook like being a father now? Because that's something. I'm, I'm a new dad. Uh, Stephen and uh, Watson here are definitely not in that book. So, how have things changed since you know having a baby boy, being a father, that kind of thing? What's your outlook? Tr- truthfully, I think uh, other than you know the the cool fact of having your son and. You know, having a kid and, you know, all the just fun things of watching him grow up, it, it really hasn't changed me a whole lot. You know, I think, you know, I, I'm only 28 and I don't feel old, <laughs> sure. even though it seems like a lot of people try to add some, you know, some years on me. But, um, like, I, it doesn't really, I don't feel any different. You know, I don't feel like, oh, I've got a son, I need to be careful. I, you know, I've always said that I've always tried to ride within my, you know, my limits and right. hitting the ground is never a priority. Um, but so, if anything, you know, I don't know. Like it doesn't really change. And and for me, like I feel like it's a real positive. You know, like I I want to see Tate. You know, I want Tate to see me. Should I say up on the podium? And I want him to live. You know that experience and 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 be. I want to make him proud of me. You know, like I don't want to be just. You know, like oh yeah, yeah. Dad rides a dirt bike. I want him to know that Dad works his ass off and you know tries to be the best that he can be. And and that's that's what I want him to to have in his life you know i remember that's what it was for me it's you know for me i always strive to be the best and and for me i i still feel like i can be so 
um, you know, after riding on the weekend and having the feeling that I had, um, I, I truthfully and honestly feel like this fly is still there. Um, it just has to be, you know, you just got to be happy. And, and that's how it was at Suzuki, you know. Even everyone thinks that, you know, this Suzuki motorcycle was so perfect. And, yeah, it suited my style. But, you know, at the end of the day, it was the team. That team was so solid. And, right. you know, it's just fun to be on. And, and that, that makes a big difference, you know. I think you can, uh, you know, in racing, you got to make adjustments on the fly. And, and, and that team makes them, you know, very well on the fly. So, um, you know, I think that that's why they're being successful, and that's why they've won, you know, a, a lot of championships over the last, you know, five six years. Yeah, that sounds like the H and H program to a T to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kenny, Kenny, on the same level as Roger DeCosta. Well, the funny thing is, we just got to, we just got done talking to Albie, and he was saying, you know, when Kip Byer was here at the beginning of the season. Kip Super Byer, not Kip. I said Kip Byer. It's it's P-I-T. P-I-T. It's, P-I-T. it's not Kip. Definitely pumped. Uh, yeah, well, the guy wouldn't give me a sprocket anyway, so I can give a rat's ass. But uh, Rod, the, he was saying that, you know, he, he was asking, like, who do you think a good fit would be? And, and Albie said, yeah, well, you know, I recommended Roger and, and Ian and their old program. And I said, and you didn't bring my name into the mix, dude. That's yeah. bullshit. <laughs> so. uh, you, don't worry, your managing skills are about as good as Roger's, too, probably. Don't worry. Uh, hey, let's, uh, oh, let's, thanks, take the, let's take this call here. Papa Mexico, you're on the air. Who's this? Hey, what's up, guys? It's Kevin. Hey, Kevin. How are you? Good. Actually, uh, I wanted to go back to ask Chad something about what was brought up earlier about if he's one of those riders that never responds to the, the kind of online pep talks that he gets from the mechanic or the team or whatever, or if he's someone that just relies solely on his own kind of drive for that. What, what, what was it about my mechanic, did you say? No, he, what, the question was he wanted to know um, when you're on the starting line and um, your team manager or your mechanic gives you a pep talk, A pep talk. Um, does, does, does that work for you or do you, you go to the line pretty much focused knowing what you need to do before you even get there and whatever someone tells you it's in one ear and out the other and you're just ready to go? No, I think on race day you're pretty much a big sponge, you know. It's like you... You take on what you want to take on, and you leave. You know, you let the other stuff go in one end at the other. Um, you know, I think you know your mechanic can be very influenced. You know, influenced on on a lot of different things. You know, he's getting there. You know, the mechanic. You know, should I say the managers are up in that little tower, so they get to see a lot of the racetrack. Right. Um, you know, there's times that I've sat on the line and um, you know asked you know my, my mechanic to ask up to the tower on what what's going on in a certain section. So. I mean, I try to take it all on. You know, I think, uh, you know, especially when I read for Roger, I think Roger had a lot of uh, good insight of, you know, kind of what was what was working and what wasn't. And uh, yeah, so I, I take it on. I, I I'm not scared to uh, to listen and and uh, try to try to be better. Hey, do you do you ever go back and look at Roger's old tapes when he re- when he raced to try to learn? <laughs> oh, like, shit. there was a question someone said, why do why do like someone asked Villapoto a couple weeks ago. Um, why, you know, if he would look at old tapes of, from 1980 and 1979 if, uh, about riding style and, and, you know, how people ride if, 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 he, if he was into that. And I'm like, dude, come on, man. That's totally yeah. two different eras. Do you, do you ever go back and watch old video of Roger <laughs> riding in Belgium in the sandwich before you went to Southwick? Negative. Yeah. Exactly. I, I think it's even, it's even so difficult to relate to 
even myself on two stroke days, you know, just yeah. even watching that and watching exactly. now, it's like we it, it, at the time it seemed like we were hauling ass, but you know, you watch and you're like, God, man, why why are we riding so slow? Turn on, you know, get in it, get you, on uh, it. So, you definitely change you know, as a rider. You, everything yeah. changes a lot. Yeah, you, you definitely don't ride. Like, I don't think you can ride a four-stroke the way you rode a YZ250 two-stroke. I don't think he's possible, you know? So. No. Uh, hey, do you got to go or do you want to take some calls? We got a lot of lines are lit up here, but whatever. Well, I can take a couple of calls. I can take a couple. Okay. All right. Steve Aspen's on line three. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the intern he's, just told us Aspen's calling He's in. just calling to yell at you again, Kenny. Uh, Pulp Mech Show, you're on the air with Chad Reed. Who's this? Hello? They're over at... Bye-bye. Pulp Mech Show, you're on the air with Chad Reed. Who's this? Hey, it's Greg. Hey, Greg, what's up? Hey, I have a question for Chad, if he's comfortable answering it. And if he's not comfortable, I understand, because it's really none of our business. Okay, if, he, if guys, we hang up on you, that's why. <laughs> oh, shit. Some of these guys that are saying, oh, well, you could race on next to nothing. And I, I wouldn't have that job. You know, I'd pay to be on that team. I don't think these guys understand what kind of money you have to outlay every month to be at that level. I mean, would you be comfortable giving us a ballpark figure about what kind of nut you got to cut it every month? If we hung up on him, Chad. Don't worry. You don't. You don't need to tell anybody your financial status. Screw that guy. Well, I guess. Yeah. I guess. I guess. I guess what Gray's getting at is, uh, and I understand a little bit from being around some of you guys is the the insurance, the tracks, the water systems, the trainers, the doctors, practice mechanics, practice bike mechanics. The the outlay that it takes is incredible for a guy at your level. Correct. I mean, because if you're going to race against Dungey and Stewart, they're doing it. You got to do it. I guess people don't realize that, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, at the end of the day, there's bills that are going to be paid, and uh, to do it right, you know, I mean, sure that you know everybody's got to you know cut back a little bit, and there's probably areas that that can be trimmed, but you know, to do it right and and to do it, you know, on 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 par with everybody else. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I've got employees that I need to take care of, and you know, I got a full-time mechanic in Florida that. You know, that takes care of the property, takes care of the tracks, you know, takes care of my bikes. You know, and I think that he plays one of the, you know, if not the most important job um, out of anybody, you know, more important than my actual race mechanic because, you know, he's got my, my life in his hands, you know, on a daily basis. You know, that bike puts a lot of, you know, he put a lot of hours on that bike and he needs to be, you know, up to up to par and make sure that those you know that thing doesn't time out and you know gets sent back and you know makes you know keeps the program going so that you can you know keep getting better and better and faster and faster. So you know, race mechanic, obviously, you know, he has to take the time to do it all perfect and and but it's more of a one race thing, you know, and it's that that bike gets pulled down immediately after that. In Mathis's case, you know, grips and graphics get put on it the next <laughs> yeah, week, and WD-40. you know, we're good to go. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I, I think. Yeah, I don't even think he does WD, do you? Uh, <laughs> no, I like that Maxima stuff, yeah. the SC4. Yeah, there you go. I yeah. think, but nah, you know, it's a lot. Uh, it, you know, you got a bus driver and, and and all that, and it's like, yeah, you could live without the bus driver, but you know what? I've had it for ever since I've been here. <laughs> Why do away with it now? You know, I see a lot of people. You know, selling their buses and all that kind of stuff, and and that's all fair. But I don't know. But, I uh, want to go racing the way I want to go racing. That's kind of why I, why I do it. That's yeah. what I think people are looking for. I mean, it, it, is it a half a million dollars just for Chad Reed to go race next year? I mean, out of your pocket. Well, I mean, uh, David Villeman was telling me he was doing the finances, Moto. And by the way, Chad, isn't it awesome that DV's a manager? But 
That's uh, pretty funny. Yeah, it is. It is because <laughs> he keeps telling me, he keeps twittering me, telling me that he's got a ride for me. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, but it's it, I can't wait till the, till the guys like just he starts yelling at them for no reason like we know he can. But uh, DV was saying, you know, it, t- it costs two hundred fifty thousand dollars to put a bike on the road for a race team. Well, so, yeah, I mean, a, I mean, a factory team is spending anywhere from you know yeah. one hundred fifty to two hundred fifty thousand dollars just for one bike. But a, a rider at a championship level, yeah, out of out of his pocket, I mean, it would be safe to assume that he might be spending, uh, let's just say, uh, Reed. Yeah. Um, Stewart or Villapoto or Dudgy, they're spending half a million dollars right up front just to have their program in place to go race next yeah, year. Yeah, we're, we're going to need your tax forms ASAP, Chad. We'll fax them in. We'll, yeah. we'll take a look. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I'll, I'll get to you around now. You've got a lot of write-offs. Let's take a couple more. So calls. we could take uh, Chad Reed riding a Honda out of a box van and you hanging out with it out of the equation for next year, correct? <laughs> no box van? <laughs> Flying, yeah, commercial, no flying commercial. Hey, pa- Papa Mech Show, you're on the air. Who's this? Hello. Hello. Yeah, this is this is uh, Scott. Hey, Scott, you're on the air with Chad Reed. You got a question? Yeah, man, I just want to let Reedy know I'm an Aussie, and uh, you know, there's so many people that back him, and these naysayers need to basically fuck off with some of the shit they say. Like, uh, <laughs> I followed you from 16, man, when uh, you know, you broke out, and I'm still writing. I remember. I remember them, uh, uh, Melton and, and Hogs and all them bagging you uh, one race, reckon you cut a corner or something, and uh, you basically walked up and told them all to fuck off, you'll smoke them next week, and you did. Yeah, and, uh, Reader. <laughs> you, you, you look like that. Yeah, I was, a pretty, you look like, I was a pretty confident 16-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but you know what, Reed, you know, I, I'm just a spe- spectator, mate, and I think you're the greatest ever. Um, there you go. But, you know, it, it looked like... Uh, it looked like when you went, you know, the Yamaha went to the Fourth Street. You seemed to lose that that confidence and that cocky, which you know a lot of us love about you. And the Kawasaki, you've seen it again. Suzuki got it back, and I, I just watched the video of you on the Honda Man. And you look on it. I mean, for a guy who hasn't been on a, a bike, I think uh, everyone in the U.S. of A. want to want to watch out next year if you get on that Honda. Yeah, I think it'd be good. You know, and I think it's. You're pretty right on the money there. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Right on. Thanks, yeah. Thanks There's a difference between cockiness and arrogance. And backing it up. And backing it up. That's one thing Reed's always has. Even when you called my guy a chump on the podium, it was all good. Oh, yeah. Ivan Tedesco. Wow. Yeah. Hey, thanks, caller. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, man. Why Thank you. Gotta, why you got to bring up old chick? Kenny? Yeah. He does. It, dude. We talked about it. <laughs> we laugh about it now. Even Ivan does. Uh, yeah. I was going to say, it's all fun. Yeah, yeah. People, yeah. people say shit when in the heat of the moment, and they're just pissed the off. The funny thing was, is like, I didn't even say it like I was a little pissed off and like, oh, I didn't take it jump. like that. You know, at all. Like it, I said it all kind of funny anyway. It was like, I don't know. I, I, I guess you live and learn and, and how how people can uh, take take things differently see, he, than, see, than he never heard it. meant to be. Cultural he, difference. Cultural he never difference. heard it. I heard it, and then I came back to the truck, and everyone was like, he called you a chump, I'm all Ivan. He didn't say it like that guy's a chump, like he's an idiot. He said it sarcastically, like joking, like he was like just talking to you, like whatever, chump. Like that, and and Ivan just was like in after the race mode, pissed off that he did shitty, and he was looking for an excuse, and I told him that too. Yeah, so even one year, I think it was uh, like oh four, I think oh four, maybe oh three, oh four. Morocco like full blown like T bone me at Anaheim one year, and uh, like squashed my toe up against the ignition cover, and it like it tore off my big toe, um, like my big toenail. And uh, on the pro, I still got up and like we both crashed. I got up and I still won the heat race. 
And, uh, you know, I jokingly said on the podium, I'm like, yeah, he's too old. He couldn't see me. And uh, <laughs> a lot of people were not happy. And uh, But I still have my toenail in, uh, I still have my toenail in a Ziploc bag with, with number five on it. Oh, yeah, nice. It. Nice. All right, one last call here. Uh, Papa Mexico, you're on the air with Chad Reed. Who's this? Hello? Hello? Yeah. Who's your favorite rider? Chad Reed. Oh, <laughs> you happen to have him on the line. Yeah. Yeah. Him. We'll let you hey, talk to what's him. Up? Hey, I was watching your uh, Super X Series, the opening round, and I noticed uh, in the lights class, um, 15th place or 14th or 15th was Kim Ashkenazi. Yeah. <laughs> really? Oh, wow. No way, dude. Yeah. I couldn't believe that when I saw it. <laughs> Oh, he's had a little I believe bit of he was riding a, uh, I think he's riding a Suzuki 252 stroke as well. That's in awesome. The class. Yeah, he's way old. <laughs> yeah, he's it had, was he's... weird, actually. There was, a, there was a few two strokes out there this weekend in the lights class. But oh, no, I could hear him. They got smoked. <laughs> they got How smoked. They, <laughs> they got smoked. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't, I, I honestly didn't see Ken ride too much, but uh, I, I do uh, know that he was on a 252 stroke. No, I was just surprised to see his name in there because that dude was racing like in the early 90s. Prime Olympics. Yeah, early, early, no, even in yeah, the late 80s. He raced last year as well, like straight out, of, straight from jail in England, straight over here and raced. That's Damn. awesome. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's had some ups and downs for sure. Dude, we should start a team sure. and put him and Lawrence on it. That'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if, if, if everybody keeps turning you down, Kenny, that's going to be your only yeah, chance. Shit, yeah. Straight from jail racing. What's J-Law going to do next year? J-Law's blowing Kenny's phone up, looking for a ride. That's what I hear, dude. Really? Yeah. Right, I'm Kenny. What up, bud? Sign him. Sign him. Yeah, might might have to. And last week's show, you almost signed Nick Ways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're all coming together. Yeah, you, you've, you've got two riders. Uh, yeah, J-Law, I don't know what J-Law's going to do because, uh, man, I don't know. In these times, like you said, uh, when guys are riding for nothing and spots are rare, you know, are you going to pick up Jason Lawrence? I don't know. Like, I can ride, no doubt about it, but. It's a toss-up. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, caller. What's Hanny? What's Hanny doing next year? He's Mitch. PC. Yeah. Is that the dumb deal? That's what. That's what. Uh, that's what I understand. Yeah, it, it is. Because last time I was, I was at the shop actually last week. Hey, how PC. about that? Some guy posted in the in the chat room, Chad, that um, we need to name the team TeamInmate.com. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> team locked up. Uh, yeah, when I was in the pro circuit shop like two weeks ago, they were hiring. Handy's going to have a full-time mechanic this year. They used to, they kind of shuffled them off last year with different guys, and they're going to hire a guy just for him. So it's uh, I think it's pretty much done. That's deal. A nice, I would think so. That's a nice part-time job then, no? Uh, I don't know. Because he's soupy, and then that's that. X and Games and, and whatever else. And a few one-offs. Right. Hey, read some dude in the chat room saying that I'm a, br- uh, a brown-noser to you. And I, and I always keep trying oh, to yeah. explain to people, it's called friendship. It's called what you do for your friends and you back your people. And people can't get the difference that, you know. But let's get something straight to yeah, everyone in these chat rooms. That's a fine line there. You know, it's pretty difficult to, 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 to detect that one. Yeah, you know what's crazy? <laughs> like, I have friends that race motorcycles. You probably have friends that work at Burger King. So um, do I call you a burger licker? You know what I mean? Because you, you are into, like, licking the guy's balls because he gives you a free Big Mac. Or a, a Whopper. Exactly. This, this is Kenny. Get, the, the, Kenny the, getting offended easily. The stress of not having riders and having Hart yell at him every day is finally getting to him. Yep. Um, Chad, I got. We I can got, do a deal. We just got to. We just got to work around a few things. Oh, hey, there Chad, it is. keep it under. Uh, come on. No. <laughs> hey, listen. I like what Tim Ferry's thought of. To yep. me, Ferry's a genius, of course, and that makes a lot of sense. A Honda factory bike and just park it under. Just park it underneath the red truck with some graphics and some black figures. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, why don't you should call. You should call Peter North and tell Peter North that. 
Hey, you know who Peter North is? Uh, Chad? You ever see that old? You ever? You know who Peter North is? Chad doesn't watch those videos anymore. He's married with kids. He's an old porn star, and Kehoe looks just like him. He does. So I call Kehoe Peter. <laughs> Peter North. <laughs> I, I I got a legitimate question. Uh, a legitimate question. Um, you talked about your comfort level, how you've been feeling lately, riding. How would you compare that, uh, in in relation to your Yamaha days, uh, Suzuki days, Cowie days, and then your short stand on the Honda? Like, I mean, I. The easiest and the best way to do it is really, I mean, the Suzuki is what I felt the most aggressive on. You know, I just felt like everything, you know, came together and I was happy there. Um, so that's kind of like my feeling and memory of, of what I was the best on a four-stroke. Okay. Um, so that's kind of where, where I'm at and where I feel like I'm, I, I was at on the weekend riding, riding the Honda. That's good. Um, that's that's you know, good for you. I, and- I think that's. I think that's I think that's fair to claim that. Just that, uh, you know, especially uh, you know early on days and, and very little support. You know, just uh, Kenny hooking me up and Mitch and um, it was yeah, it was good. It was fun. Hey, that was awesome, Reed. That I, you put me, I'm in the same category as Chad Reed, Mitch Payne, right. and Kenny Watson. Dude, is that awesome or what, bro? Kenny, yeah. Kenny shorts are growing right now. Dude. Last week at the Trans World Awards, uh, Mitch and I shared a whole bunch of CLs. And uh, he was he was uh, he was very excited about having you running his stuff, and was very happy that you were happy. And you, I guess, you've been giving him great feedback on all of his stuff. So he's pumped on that. Yeah, I think uh, I can tell you know I know how Mitch's program is, and whoever gets uh, whoever's racing Privateer Honda next year and runs Mitch's stuff is going to get a really. I think they're going to get a real solid bike if they get my settings. That's for sure. Right. Um, is that going to be you? you is, know, that for, is that a hint? Is that a hint? Is that a hint? Privateer Honda. We're, we're, <laughs> Will it be me? <laughs> Wait, I can see you pulling up like Burn did at Anaheim one last year with the, your motorhome, motor your driver, home. a bike on the back, <laughs> and some in-style graphics with nothing on them. Yeah, I doubt that's yeah. going to happen. Well, that's kind of exciting though to think. Ah, if you I need mean, a mechanic, I'm handy with the wrenches. No, dude, no, no. He you don't think you're handy, handy with as an In-N-Out Burger, dude? Give me a break. Whatever. Right on. All right, hey, Chad. In-N-Out Burger. Yeah. Well, you uh, you may be coming to the U.S. soon, so you'll be back to In-N-Out Land. Well, no, not in Florida. So yeah, actually. Well, he might be in California, so he can oh, stop. Yeah, he I'll be, no, I'll be in California. I'm not going back to Florida. Oh, okay. All right. Well, so JT's just motoring down, getting ready for Das Germany? Well, now it's, you know, he's got his big teammate there now. <laughs> yeah, so. I know, huh? Yeah. I, hey. like, I, I, I just provide them with my property and everything, you know. It's I know. Like, I'm, I'm a nice guy like that. <laughs> they're they're just beating on my shit. And, and your guy, Mike, is... Where, big, is where am I checking? My guy's working, you know, he's... He's building new whoops for him. I saw on Twitter this one. I woke up to Twitter looking at new, brand new whoops, and I'm riding on beat up whoops in Australia. So yeah, hey. I'm 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 hating on him right now. Yeah, Bennett and JT are pretty much uh, hey. they got factory rides by, via Chad Reed. Kenny will make some new yeah. looks over here in Vegas, dude. He said he's got a whole new track. Player. I'll tell you yeah, what. If, if Reed signs, does he have to live in Vegas? He has to, and he has to train with your guy, Kenny? Uh, no, he can't <laughs> live in Vegas. Me, Chad Reed, Kerry Hart, Big B, Las Vegas, don't work. Hey, not not good. Once hey, or twice a year. I got a brand new house, dude. He can rent it out for him and everything. Yeah. I was going to say, I think I can, I can only do Vegas twice a year, I think. Exactly. Uh, we'll, wait, we'll wait for the yeah. pool to open up. What about your guy, JT, failing to, to, the, the re- drug test? to win his Montreal Supercross, failing to defend his title? I had transferred. Cramps and I guess. Side cramps. Who knew? <laughs> Serious? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hey, Chad, thanks for calling in, man. I appreciate it. That's awesome. Thank you for giving us the news. Hey, Chad, we'll talk in the morning. Best of luck. <laughs>
I'll talk to you in the morning. Hey. We'll get this thing done. Stick to your guns. Yeah, yeah. Talk, yeah. talk to your guy for me. Yeah, we'll talk in the morning, man. Have a good night. All right. Good night, guys. Later. Thanks. See, see ya. Chad Reed, folks, calling into the show. Uh, Kenny just burst out of his chair. Apparently, we got to go. Time to go. All right. Thank playing. you for listening to Pop Up Mike Show. He's like who done it. Uh, been th- waiting. Thank you, too. I'll, I'll be Chad Reed. You got to turn. Tur- tur- I'll what? be Chad Reed. Pick up that call. Pop Up Mike Show, you're on the air. Chad Reed, mate. Good day. Hello. It's Chad here. Good day. You're on the Pop Up Mike Show. Where's Nate? Where's Nate? <laughs> All right, he's <laughs> oh, gone. Uh, thank you to x Goggles. Thank you to JGRMX.com. Hey, Koi, thank, thank you, you very much, Koi, for supporting us. We buddy. love hey. Koi. Actually, we've got to get J-Bone on the show. I, meant I don't to, love I meant to Koi, tell him but that. I like him a lot. Kimmy uh, is, is hot to trot right now, dude. What's really going on? I don't on? know. I have no idea. We've done a three-hour show, though, in an off-season. Yeah. That's uh, are we having a show next week? Nope. Okay. Uh, <laughs> two weeks. We will see you back <laughs> We here. need sponsors. Sponsors. Yeah. Get old of Steve Mathis. We need sponsors. TREMX.com. Thank you for everything you guys have done. Thank you for listening. Uh, thank you to Chad Reed. Thank you to Donnie Wannett, Scott Sheik, Tim Scott Ferry, Sheik! Albertine. Tim, uh, Greg Albertine, Smart Crutch USA. And uh, we will see you guys all in two. Kenny is packing up. Holy shit. <laughs> hey, dude, have a good week, everyone. Thanks hey, for supporting the show. Hart, uh, Hart just uh, called uh, him and said, get your ass over here There now. goes the headset. The headset is thrown down. Uh, thank you, everybody. See you next week. That was amazing. You guys changed people's lives tonight. I know, it was so awesome. Yeah, it was awesome, compared to bullshit. You know how to cut to the core of me, Baxter. You're so wise. But like a miniature Buddha, covered in hair.